Attention! The movie guys love movies. Any comments made about the film The Internship, where the company responsible for cutting-edge internet technology meets obsolete and antiquated com- Right, Vince Vaughn. <laughs> I think even my mom would have gotten that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Moms and dads across well, the land. for her. Who all have dialogue. I'm going, yeah, I know. Finally get a joke of ours. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Hey, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. And Lane, I've been going to this high school for seven and a half years. I am no dummy. We've <laughs> <laughs> reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy We bring the two together right here on our show every week With rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, and more And now, special guests We're very Yeah, excited. absolutely uh, That's new to the showcast, so you can expect that in the next hour As we look at all the newest releases in theaters But fear not, no spoilers We've only seen the trailers, so like you So we're just gonna talk about them and give our thoughts And you can catch a show on iTunes and SoundCloud And if you'd like to see the show, it is a video podcast as well you can head on over to YouTube or themovieguys.net. Search us. We come right up. I'm Paul Preston here with Karen Volpe, Adam Witt, and Lee Caius. First up today, we'll be previewing one-sentence plot summary, The Purge. <laughs> and later, our guest, indie filmmaker and director of official rejection, Paul Osborne, with stories from the trenches. And talk of his new film, Favor. And He doesn't just watch movies. He makes them. He makes movies. Yes. Absolutely. And later in the show... Your interns... Yeah. Shut up. Deal with it. You're so old, though. We're looking at some sort of mental hunger games against a bunch of genius kids for just like a handful of jobs. Oh, that's it. The internship. That's, yeah, I that's scoured, all we can That's take. how you sum it up. I scoured the trailer for jokes, no luck. So oh. you only get a brief oh. plot summary. And everybody's British in that movie for yeah. some reason. Everybody yeah, well, but them. Wait, There's, is my boyfriend from The Daily Show in it? I love him. John Oliver? Yeah. I don't think so. Oh. I haven't seen Oh, the other one is Asif Manvi. Yeah, Asif Manvi. I don't love him. He's not British. John yeah. Oliver. And who was terrible in The Last Airbender, so yeah. I don't hold high hopes. But he's Asif funny in The Daily Manvi's Show. The John Airbender. Oliver is great in Community. He should have been in this. M. Night Shyamalan rounded up all the Indian dudes, and he said, you're going to be in The Last Airbender. Yeah. <laughs> is that so. because it's an internet thing? Is that an internet racist joke you just said? It's not an internet racist joke. It's a racist joke for all types. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to be on the internet grand to find that racist. I, I always like the M. Night Shyamalan movies where there's only one Indian guy in the middle of Kansas. <laughs> him. And it's him. <laughs> yeah. It's always Philly. I always yeah. love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, let's see. The movie Showcast is not like other movies, folks. No. Uh, we don't spend all of our time sucking Hollywood's balls, going gaga over the latest movie news, which is probably why our guest is an indie filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> We're a comedy show that loves movies, but every now and then we feel the urge to cover movies, a movie, a movie news, I should say, for the masses. Yes. We like to do that with a little segment we call The Latest. <laughs> You know, that's appropriate for this first piece of uh, news that we're covering. That was sexy time? Pretty yeah, sexy. sexy. Let's time. do it then. We got what some is, sexy uh, news. What is shaking and baking out there in Hollywood? Our first story, mm. one much covered, involves Michael Douglas. Ooh, yes. Who seems to have indicated to the Guardian newspaper that he may have caught the HPV virus from oral sex. Ooh, in 20, it happens. In 2010, Douglas discovered a walnut-sized tumor in the back of his throat, and now it may have been the result of cunnilingus, he says. Lee. Well, he's got pussy tongue, which beats cock throat, if you ask me. <laughs> Adam? That's great. 
Well, this should go a long way to help Catherine Zeta-Jones with her therapy. Mm. Karen? Oh, great. Another reason for men not to go down on us. What's the next <laughs> thing they're going to come up with? That finding the G-spot causes blindness? <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see what Behind the Candelabra co-star Matt Damon will come up with to prove he's not gay. Discuss. <laughs> it, it does cause, cause bl- blindness, but only in one eye, because you've got to... Get you are so stupid. Cockeye, <laughs> please act that out. Cockeye, please go to watch us now because you want to see whatever. Everyone Lee just switch to the audio, the audio only podcast. Yeah. Come face right. and cockeye. There's oh, all kinds sexy. of things. Welcome now, to movie should... talk. I remember sh- those videos in eighth grade. What are you talking the about? The scourge of cockthroat. Hey. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did Paul Osborne make those movies? <laughs> they were documentaries about cockthroat. She may look clean, but underneath that skirt. <laughs> Do you have throat? <laughs> yeah, like with the old thing, Mr. Frame. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to go back to the one comment that Adam said about Catherine Zeta-Jones and her therapy. Uh, yes. I guess it turns out that she is bipolar. I did not know this. I didn't oh, know, she's I didn't know bi. she was in the sexy. That's the sexiest <laughs> kind of mental disorder. <laughs> she's bi. She likes you, then she hates you. Then she likes you. I've dated that woman. I bet. Yeah. All my girlfriends are bi. <laughs> bipolar. Now is that Amy Poehler's kid's name? <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Okay. Amy, we uh, what patent pending? Patent pending. Patent pending. <laughs> that joke is patent pending. You think just because he was in England, that's what, what he you know he said that's why Gave he him came out with his... <laughs> What are you talking about? Because the question <laughs> when you're walking around London is gay or British. <laughs> <laughs> gay and, or simply British. And so what do you maybe that's the place you bring this up. And <laughs> that's why the internship has cockthroat in it. If you're interviewed by the Miami yes. Herald, you're probably not saying, Well, you know, I was uh, going down on a woman and I got throat cancer. <laughs> But if you're in England, nah, it's loose, it's fun, I'm going to bring this up. Now, I, when I heard this story, did he did he actually say this without a wink and a nod? He just oh, said, yeah. look, something i got to warn you folks about. Because this happened, if it can happen to me, that kind of a story, if it can happen to me, I, it can happen to I anybody. I listened to the clip, and it was him uh, very normal in- yeah. interview. He wasn't doing anything funny. He was Not making a bit. Not making a comedy bit. Not making bit. a bit. No, I got a little pussy in my throat. <laughs> yes. And now he's, in fact, uh, gone back and uh, backtreaded a little bit. Did he? the word backtreaded? Backtracked. I, Backtracked. The word is cockthroat. The word is cockthroated a little bit. He's been pussyfooting around the cockthroat <laughs> is what he's been doing. So he, uh, he said uh, it's, it's not her. Like, he's, oh, she's healthy. It's not a big deal. So I don't know. It's all the other is. women that he's been... <laughs> Going down on while married like, Catherine Zeta like, Jones. Uh, let's just put it out there: you can have that virus for a long time, apparently, uh, without any signs. I learned this on the Lawrence O'Donnell show. This is again, he was all wrapped up in it. Larry, his serif, Larry his cellophane, and what? Would it would it be an appropriate time to mention that you and Paul are a couple, and so maybe you're explaining to Paul how this might end yes, up Paul, happening? Paul, here's Paul, what happens: fifteen yes. years ago, before I met you, this is how you it happened. Get a cellophane. Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, the next piece of news. <laughs> next story. So Kate. that's so, so. There's some movie news. <laughs> movie news for you. <laughs> movie news. <laughs> oh, right, We're no. never gonna get a sponsor. All right. Okay. Uh, the next story. Kate Winslet is on her third marriage, which I was unaware of. Hmm. Her latest hubby is Richard Branson's nephew, which never hurts, mm. and his name is Ned Rock and Roll. That's legally, as of 2008, his name. Ned Rock and Roll? Ned Rock and Roll, is that you? Bing! (laughs) Which leads us to another fun round of Name That Celebrity Baby. Ah. Karen. Whammy Bar, Mm. Rock and Roll. Lee? Old Time Rock and Roll. Adam? Uh, Sex Drugsin? Six drugs in. <laughs> Rock, Rock and roll. roll yeah. <laughs> uh, naturally, I'm going to go with Apple. That's probably oh, it, that's actually. Probably best. That's probably the Discuss. best guess. I, no, that's well, the best. 
I'm looking at the script. Sex, what? drugs, and looks like it's it's a when you write it all together. Is yeah, one you word, write them all together. It sex looks like a name. That sex could be a name. It yeah. seems like maybe it would be like um, German or something. Sex Drugsen. Sex Drugsen. I think that might actually be the name of... Uh, Patent pending. Of, uh, <laughs> Patent pending. <laughs> such an ass. <laughs> it's mine. Yeah, but we covered a lot of celebrity baby names last week. It's it's getting to the point where you can't outweird them. You no. think we, we think we're pulling a funny, and then next week there'll be a kid out there. Well, the funny thing about this, old time. about Ned Rock and Roll, is that his real name Ned. was what? It was it like, was was like Max... Like he had a really cool first name and then a really nerdy last name, so he just reversed it and took the wor- nerdiest Max first name. Max Glavin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but I think that Titan he, Rocket Glavin. I think he even had a contest to get the new name, last name, Rock and Roll. Oh really? I think so. Yeah. I read well, he, he is. I don't know. This sleeping. is his job because his dad is Richard Branson. Yes. He heads up marketing and promotion. And astronaut experience for Virgin Galactic. Here's my resume. Richard Branson's <laughs> space travel company. Prove I'm not doing a good job. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You don't even know what it is. You don't even know the prerequisites are for this job. <laughs> no know one I'm, knows this job but me. How do you know I'm not doing a great job at this thing? Is that a job? I have it, don't I? <laughs> That's what the card says. <laughs> and you look and it really says that. Doing is a it, good job <laughs> at rock and roll. Is it his dad or is it? give you a smiley well, face, son. Job here. Uncle. It was his uncle, yeah. right? Yeah. Not his dad. Okay. But that makes it. it even worse because dads have to give you a job. Uncles Real job, just yeah. want to. When you have as much money as Richard Branson, then that wealth spreads out to even nephews, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Now, I got to find out if we're related. It's how, bound, we're bound to be right? in some way. How did Richard Branson make his money? It was like some website that hot nobody air knows now. Hot air balloons. That's his that's hobby. It. Oh, okay. You don't make money in hot air balloons. No. No, no I think he made Hot air balloons only make bad movies. The music, music. right? He was yeah. a music guy. Oh, was Before all the music stores went under. Because yeah. it's always funny, like some of these like super rich internet guys. It's a it's a website that nobody's ever been to. It's yeah. like TV dot com. I invented TV dot com. Got like, five houses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what's his? And I sold it for a billion dollars. What's his nuts? The Dallas Mavericks owner. Yeah, Q- that's Q- like a TV dot com. He has a yeah. He sold a piece of technology that apparently we all use and never have heard about. Yeah. He was with Yahoo, wasn't he? No. No, no, no. He's, he founded like sports.net. Yeah, you know, sports. Something nobody's ever gone to. Sports I, say you, I say you let Branson be a millionaire because if you can translate a record store into like owning an airline, yeah. good I, on you. And I want to say that of all the times that we've traveled, we traveled on Virgin one time, I think, to go to Kayamo. Oh, they got it down, don't it they? it was awesome. It is awesome. It was it the is best. The, it is the it only great. airline that is complimented. Like, everybody yeah. that flies it is just like, oh, my God, I flew Virgin, so it was amazing. It was great. They you would never hear that from any other airline. They would make a great sponsor. <laughs> oh, well you, know, well, you know how we get a sponsor. Tell That's us. right. Whenever <laughs> transporting a kidnapped child internationally, Try I Virgin like to Airlines. Use Virgin Airlines. So, yes. there you pay us, and we'll stop advertising it. <laughs> Will not mention you again in the sex traffic industry. What? Next, moving that? on. Next piece of news. Yes. Okay. Blue is the warmest color. Won the Palm Door at the uh, mm, Cannes. That Film sounds Festival. like a can winning type name. Can. I think you name it first. Like, yeah. what name would win? Let's yeah. just pull a bunch of words. The out third of the unpainted can. chair. Yeah, there the third go. unpainted Ooh, chair. Good. That sounds like it's going to win. Now write a script to make a movie. Mm-hmm. Put the, get that down. Go. <laughs> but as ever, this whole conversation brings up the same question. Is it in fact pronounced can? <laughs> I think it is. Adam? I say it's con. I understand. How would you pronounce it, Karen? Cans. 
Interesting. And Lee? It's actually pronounced the foreign Oscars. Mm. I think you're right. I think that's probably the easiest way to go. Okay, screw it. Next next question. Uh, Our final news story. (laughs) I didn't know it was a quiz, but okay. (laughs) You win. uh, Yeah, you're the winner. Covered that shit. You get a sticker, so good for you. Uh, Our final news story in a box office upset. Now You See Me drew more ticket sales at the Cineplexes than After Earth. Meaning a heist thriller about magic shows starring a barrel full of character actors and Jesse Eisenberg beat box office behemoth and summer movie king Will Smith in a serious sprawling sci-fi epic directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Adam. Well, there's your trick ending, I suppose. <laughs> Karen. Surprise! He made the box office disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Profits disappear. The foreign take. Lower. Uh, yeah, that'll teach you not to smile. Yeah, that's Will Smith's problem. Oh, yeah, Will Smith. Yeah. Lee? I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Will Smith, you are no Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, and America is saying now. <laughs> I'm surprised this uh, Jaden Smith vehicle tank, because I have a note right here from Jaden Smith's dad, <laughs> and it says, Jaden is all set to headline a $135 million Hollywood vehicle. So there you go. Signed, oh. Juan Epstein's mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Cotta, I got a note. <laughs> uh, there you go. So that's the latest, everybody. Yeah. Oh, I've learned news. so much. I feel well informed. Well, let's get on to what we do right. best, and that is the battle. Uh, previewing is... movies. Oh, good. Okay. Letting the people oh. out there know, because as Ooh. we often say, we, we teach as, well, as much as we entertain. It's, right? We're not here to entertain. We're anybody. not it's, here it's an you know, Made obvious by the last and you know, 20 minutes. We do this 52 weeks a year. That's a lot of movies that come out, yeah. which usually leads me to say the question, which piece of shit are we talking about this week, Paul? <laughs> well, just so you know, uh, we're talking about The Purge. Let's, oh, uh, let's, here we go. Let's cover it, Adam. Let's cover it a lot. <laughs> June 7th sees the release of The Purge, a film who has entire, uh, inspired another round of Guess What It's About! All right, so let's take turns. <laughs> that was exciting. The Purge. Guess what it's about. Hmm. The Purge, the Kate Moss story? No. The Purge, the Nicole Richie story? No. Uh, the Purge, the Paris Hilton story? No. The Purge, the Victoria Beckham story? The Karen Knightley story. No. The Parker Posey story. No. The Kelly Ripa story. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Here's the real plot. Oh. Okay. All right? Let me explain. No, that is too much. Let me sum up. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many skinny women. We could go on all day. In the Purge, uh, once a year for 12 hours, all laws are suspended and the populace runs wild. Mm. Oh, so it's the Bank of America story. Oh. No. Yeah. Oh, it's a Puerto Rican Day parade. No. Yeah. Sounds like Detroit every time the Red Wings win a Stanley Cup. No. Okay, Adam, do you mind? Oh, no, I think I've got it now. The Purge is the day where society engages in all of its ill will, murder, and revenge fantasies for a better America. So be sure to return that mower, because in this America, High Neighbor has been replaced with, I'll see you at the Purge, motherfucker, (laughs) where you can finally stab him through the heart with a dull garden rake. Public rage and unbridled aggression in the streets, where it's every man, woman, and child for themselves. Sounds more like the merge, you know, where the uh, 101 meets the 405. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit it, of a... I get it, because the <laughs> rush Angeles, hour uh, is this very specific joke. period of time during which people go nuts, seemingly without fear of retribution. Exactly. Now, that's funny, I suppose, but unlike the purge, the merge doesn't have Ethan Hawke trying to kill a guy. Doesn't it, Paul? <laughs> doesn't it? The trailer sets up, <laughs> where you drive. sets up a world right? in which the purge has cured all of America's ills. The crime rate is at 1%, the divorce rate is down, the literacy rate is up, and nobody's homeless. All because of that one day a year where you can beat anyone to death with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> Penalty <laughs> free. Which explains the film's working title, Dick Cheney's Masturbation Fantasy. 
So let's uh, play a clip from that trailer. This is us once a year. Was that our version? <laughs> you didn't pull that audio no. from when I did it. Okay. <laughs> Oh my God. I, hey, I don't know why everyone's so calm. Once a year, Jared Loeffner's allowed to do whatever he wants. I'll be in the vault. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> this film stars Sir Ethan Hawke and Lena Headey. It's Headley. <laughs> anyway. Brilliant. Hawk plays a man. Hawk plays a man who barricades himself inside his house with his family to wait out the steady assault of people trying to kill him. Good. So maybe he worked for Enron? <laughs> and why would the bad guys be wearing creepy masks? Purge or treat! <laughs> I mean, this is the one night they can get away with shit. They're not going to get caught, so why spend the extra time to get masks? Unless that's their fetish. Might be their thing. The plot thickens when they take in a stranger that a masked gang is out to kill. If you're allowed to kill whoever you want and you wear a mask, then you must be a really bad guy. I don't know who the stranger is. Perhaps he's the Boston bomber who should have just waited till the purge to illegally bomb the marathon. Too soon! Yeah, that one is probably warranted. Very too, too soon. soon. Yeah. Uh, it's about well, hey, I think that brings up a perfectly uh, legitimate thing about this movie. I mean, it, would that be is that guy like yeah. a hero in the purge? I mean, oh, you know, can you just do up. that? He anyway. is one of the best purgers. Record holder. I'm just. Well, oh my god! On that one day, a whole bunch of people who hate us from other countries just come over here and go ape shit. Yeah. Well, it's about time this is happening in America. It's been happening in other countries for years. Right? Oh. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> too soon. And that is our review of the movie, Too Soon. That's the purge. It should be too called Too Soon. <laughs> the whole freaking movie. Yeah. Too Soon. I, I, for one, want to see this movie. I do, too. I think it's actually kind of cool, because yeah. it's, it's kind of like uh, Rio Bravo or Assault on Precinct 13, because they're kind of holed up. They bring in some guy who these people want. And then it's like the strangers. You know, there's like long shots where there's like a creepy mask comes into the background on a few mm -hmm. shots. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. I do not want to see this movie. No, and I've, why not? Because Grandpa Caius is tired. <laughs> of, uh, honestly, tired just, of all this yelling. It is. It's going it's oh, to be people talking to movies. There's going to be screaming and and hollering and killing and bleeding. Shit and I don't need to fire. see that. There's going to be yeah. carrying on. Rated R for hollering. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you're out in the old west. You don't want any hollering. There's going to be a lot of fussing and hollering. <laughs> I, I honestly, though, I'm just getting really tired of watching people kill each other. I just well, don't need to see it anymore. I would see it in this I intriguing context for me. Like if it's just another torture porn movie about a guy who kills people. Yeah, no. but well, yeah, intriguing. yeah, you're I mean, right. I this hope is they different. Have, this is different than I that. I hope they do have social comment too. Be at least well, obviously, I mean, this if this movie doesn't have social comment in it, then they have just failed because this is that's what this movie should be entirely social comment of like, right. okay, for everybody that's wanted to beat the shit out of your neighbor. What if you had the chance, and then and the repercussions there? Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, but they uh, they do have an excessive amount of that sound effect. I hate that. Well, those are normally reserved for action movies, but this one is like a psychological thriller, and they still here. Let me just play a little bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a spaceship. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and now here's something that I wanted to that point is total out. Total spaceship and, and stuff. And just follow Vacuum for a second. Vacuum cleaner stuck against a wall. Just follow for a second, if you will, on the beginning of this. There are women who dye their hair colors that are not seen in nature. And and when you see that, you go, oh, that's weird. That's not a color that's seen in nature. And all of these movie previews, unless it's a movie about alien people, and I'll buy it then. 
They have that noise, and that is not a noise that is heard in our life. No instruments were harmed in the making of this music. And it's not like <laughs> I'm driving down, you know, on my way to Ralph's, and I stop in traffic, and I hear boom. That never love that song happens. So why is that noise in every movie? Ooh. The only time that happens That's is when I pass scare. out and I hit my head on the like tub, and then I go boom. That's when that every noise time happens. she passes every out, time. it hits her head on the tub. In the tub. But you've been there, you know. That's not a normal noise. Explains a lot, honey. Just saying. I, I, I think you know if if you had the purge though, that lawyers would be all over this. There would be a gigantic disclaimer before you could even get this going. You know, the government is not legally responsible for broken windows. Trampled lawns or uh, accidental pregnancies. <laughs> purge babies, as we purge call them. Purge babies. babies. Oh, that's right. And what oh, if- my birthday's on the purge. It's like Christmas. Nobody ever remembers it. They're too busy out killing people. <laughs> yeah, they'd have to move it around so that everybody could be able to celebrate their birthday. Yeah, that's a good po- good call. It's like a leap year, baby. Good. Yeah. I wonder if anybody really thinks the thinks the wrong way about it. They're like, no consequences. There's no laws. There are still consequences. <laughs> well, <that's right>. laws. <laughs> you know what? True. I didn't think about that either. Because all you have to do is just wait a year and then go and get revenge. I'm gonna yeah. eat twenty cakes. No, that's different. Well, that is the purge, Paul. Well, then you can purge it. Yeah, in 364 days, you are going to get it. Exactly. And they have all that time <laughs> to get pissed and plan. You put the clock up on your, uh, you know, in counting your house, back. counting down every day, tearing off a day. Man, hell's going to get it across the street. <laughs> it's just a reason for like uh, people in your family to be angry. And yep. they're just talking about the purge. Oh, oh the purge is coming up. Oh, I can't day. wait. Small town purge has got to be so annoying. Uh. I, for one, am very intrigued to see this film. I think the concept is cool, probably because it deals with the most extreme situations of dealing with suspending emergency services. Citizens in The Purge use the opportunity to exact violent revenge on their enemies, and the violent chaos makes for some pretty exciting stuff, according to the trailer. But keep in mind, The Purge removes all laws for 12 hours. (laughs) But even though you can commit any crime during that time... Some of them just aren't very cinematic, (laughs) which is why the producers have released a straight-to-video companion piece, The Purge, Minor Infraction. In fact, we have the trailer here. We're going to play it. Oh, good. Very exciting. Movie guys first. (laughs) You've experienced The Purge. (laughs) Now experience another purge. Who took the labels off the mattresses? I did. How will a safety inspector assure the contents are fire retardant? It doesn't matter. There's no laws. Not during this purge. <laughs> Where no one is safe. Hey, you work for the FDA. You can't stamp that green meat safe. Oh, can't I? No laws. <laughs> Where nothing is sacred. Hey, you didn't put money in that parking meter. That's right. And I'll park here as long as I like. Or at least for 12 hours. <gasps> Where chaos reigns in the streets. I'm taking a left between three cars across four lanes of traffic, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> oh, right, because of the purge. No, because I'm an asshole L.A. driver. <laughs> Sounds a bit redundant, don't you think? It's a tale of betrayal where right and wrong have no meaning. I've heard from a friend on board of, on the board of directors of AOL, Time Warner, that they're about to merge with the United Dairy Farmers. Hey, isn't that insider trading? Not for another eight hours, it's not. And nobody is safe until the end of the purge, minor infraction. Hey, look, just because there's a purge doesn't mean you get to molest my livestock. Now, stop screwing my goat. Shut up, old man. I got another six hours in this sweet ass. The purge. Minor infraction. I think that goat would not think it's a minor infraction. And then 
And then there's always that one last moment at the end of the trailer that shocks you, and it'd be like, <laughs> October 10th. Yeah, it would come just, out in October. It wouldn't just come the, out. Oh, it's DVD. That's just right. the oh, face DVD. of the goat. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your neighbor fucking your goat? The purge, man. Hey, man. There are no laws. No laws oh at all. God. No laws getting in the way of our love. <laughs> Do you think that the goat has cock tongue? I'm just oh. saying. Depends. Has I he been with right. Catherine Zeta? Combine the two there. Cockroach. Cockroach. All right. Also opening June 6th is the comedy The Internship. Oh. I know Karen likes Vince Vaughn. So oh, I because do. it's the summer. Yeah. Oh, it's time for all the big summer movies. Wacky movies. The Purge and The Internship. Go on. <laughs> I love the summer movies. Wow. It does, you bring yeah. it back. It does feel like it spring. It does seem like it? nothing. <laughs> it feels like, like February. Nothing <laughs> blows up in either of those movies except Vince Vaughn. Oh. oh. What? And I like Nailed him. it. I'm an oh. I just want to say nailed it. Karen, let's preview The <laughs> okay. Internship. Because somebody has to. Does your movie need more internet? Well, here comes Billy <laughs> Madison with an iPad as Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson team up again in what is being lazily called the wedding crashers of casting decisions. You know how you always thought the only thing missing from a good Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson movie was major corporate sponsorship and pervasive product placement? No? Of course you did. Nobody ever thought of that. Well... Except for the makers of the internship. It's dial-up meets Wi-Fi as two adult dopes get fired and have to find meaning in their lives by scrapping with teenagers and 20-somethings for an internship at Google. What could be a radical movie if they never got Google's permission to use their name <laughs> or film on their campus? Instead, just seems like something that adver- just seems like it advertises something that doesn't need to be advertised. But don't take my word for it. Look it up using a popular search engine. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me wonder if water is trying to expand its profile by getting Jonah Hill to drink some of it in a movie this fall. Arrowhead, coming in October. Ever wonder what makes Vince Vaughn funny? Is it how he says it, or is it what he says, or how he says it? Internship crashers may answer that once and for all as Vaughn looks exhausted here, working his ass off again, as he's had to in order to make his last half dozen scripts funny. Maybe, just maybe, the producers of Internet, the movie, are engaging in a little reverse psychology here, where instead of shooting their comedic wad in the trailer by showing all of the funniest clips in the preview, they actually made their trailer completely devoid of humor and saved all the funny stuff for the actual movie. If that's the case, then this movie is going to be freaking hilarious. Oh, really? Do you think that's really what's going to be happening here? That's the hope I'm clinging to, yes. Yeah. The film industry isn't doing itself any favors by putting out a movie that constantly reminds you that you'd rather be surfing the Internet. But you know who really comes off badly? Google. I mean, here's a company that's branded its own email, calendar, reader, and glasses, and now they've invaded an entire movie. Hmm. Are you that insecure about yourself, Google? We're not going to forget who you are. You're Google. You want us to like you more? Take a chill pill. Don't invent one. <laughs> now, Lycos could stand to have a movie made about that. <laughs> they must have lost the bid on this one. <laughs> I don't know what satisfying conclusion this movie could reach. What? Do they get better at working for Google in that dramatic <laughs> finale? The movie does show some silly corporate sports competition in the middle. And then there is no sure sign that a movie has run out of a plot. Then a random competition thrown in to make us want someone anyone to win something so we can feel fake victorious for them. Isn't that right, Silver Linings Playbook? Which at the very least glossed over its problematic plot machinations with inhuman amounts of charm. Something this movie, The Internship, seems to lack. This could be the funniest comedy of 2005. And if you're wondering why this trailer isn't funny, well, it's because the jokes are still buffering. Oh! Oh! There's the internship. 
our jokes don't do. Buffer? They don't buffer. <laughs> maybe, maybe they should. Stream, wow. Stream well, that. Well, that, it seems like we were pretty hard on the movie, but it's just yeah. not a yeah. funny trailer. It's not. No. Yeah, watched no. it a couple times now. It's just no jokes. You, I mean, with those two actors, I want to like it. Yeah. I want. I watched Neighborhood Watch. I like Neighborhood Watch. And that's where I first said that Vince Vaughn is looking exhausted yeah. trying to make this shit funny. Everybody yeah. in that cast, actually, because they're all really funny people. Yeah. Just, they are trying so hard. There's like nothing on the page. There's the line, and they are just giving it their all. But you're like, oh, God, I feel so bad for them because they want to be funny. You know I mean? They want to yeah. uh, make got it nothing. work. They got nothing to work with. They got nothing to work with. Yeah. Well, you said you want to like the movie because what if I said to you there's a movie coming out starring Vince Vaughn Owen Wilson, mm. yes. and there are a couple of guys that are put in a situation to kind of con themselves into. Like, like, hey, this is like Wedding Crashers. Or and like Stripes. And they're like, Stripes? Yeah. like, I want to see that. Oh, sorry. Nope. You know what? I hate to say this because I'm not a big fan of this, but I would rather have them remake Stripes. Oh, God, no. Well, at least it <laughs> would be th- in this friggin' movie. I'd take a remake of Stripes. No, I would not. <laughs> and those, those two guys wouldn't be bad in it. Okay, can you remake Blazing Saddles? No. But, but, but it's Stripes. I don't think you can today because it's so racist. Stripes is something that you could, well, the Blazing Saddles is a period piece. But, it's like gay marriage. You but start, stripes, where does it end? I mean, Stripes, they, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson would end up would in be, Iraq or Afghanistan yeah, or something. Yeah, you just I mean, update it. would be it. like, you know. Yeah. And you take out the whole part with the Winnebago because that's like a whole another movie that I didn't like. All right, but speaking of what? stripes, yes. there's two guys not working hard. No, Bill it's Murray easy. just man just floating oh through that movie, dropping the one-liners, oh killing, yeah. getting the girl, and casually just killing it. There's killing nothing it. greater than the unspoken comedy of of that movie. Uh, right near the top, when Bill Murray has the basketball and it goes out the window. And he yells down to the yes. kid. He's like, hey, hey, can you shoot that back up here? Hey, hey, and he's waiting, and there's a bay window. And it just comes through the other window, right through the glass. And he's like, thanks. Hey, okay. That's all you need. You don't need to sweat. That's all you need. Yeah. I, by the way, I, I love when the movie guys show cast talks about a movie and then when we and then after it we immediately just go into any other topic you can That's tell we better. don't uh, okay <laughs> let's, let's talk stripes. about stripes uh but has anybody okay so everybody here is, is is movie fans and so sometimes you try and turn your day into a movie some in some way or somehow in your head oh it, i'm it goes always through. looking for ghosts yeah. one one example is you do the take to a camera that's not there. Something crazy goes on, and you just look to your right, and there's no camera there. But you're like, "That's <laughs> fair, you do the Ferris good. Bueller." But the yeah. other one is when you're having a bad day or you're slogging or something. That music from Stripes, do 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 do, like that's that's the worst day music. <laughs> Whenever is this weird? But every time that uh, I water the plants, I just think oh. that I just think. Don't leave or all the plants will die you while I'm go. watering the plants. All the plants will die. Oh, and this just in. Uh, yes. Yes. The internship from the director of Real Steel. So there you go. Get oh. excited. Uh, You've been uh, warned. You know, I've interviewed some interns for this show. Get out of here. Really? Well, what? We've, been, we've been expanding. Oh, well, I know <laughs> Thank I've Thank you for been, your faint interest. <laughs> We don't belong to a gym. But well, pe- the, we the podcast, the website, you know, we did a live show for a while. It so is an empire. I, yes, think, it I think is. it would be a good idea, you know. And so, uh, well, it's actually probably a good idea. I'll tell you what, I got them right here. Uh, what? I got them digitized. Oh, we right? can watch them. So we're going to listen to some of the interviews oh, okay. here you on went the digital? Air. Yeah, and you guys can help me. I think they were recorded digital, so slides right on the computer. I could be an intern at Google. <laughs> oh, my God. You don't you're... have to be under 30. <laughs> you just shove it in that slot right there? Yes. But you are, Paul. You <laughs> you are under 30. Yes, That's he right. is. You don't have to be. I like you. But you are. You are <laughs> my agent. Thank you. 
but now this this will actually help because you guys can oh, okay. listen to the interviews I had with the okay. uh, with the interns and let me know if these are any people I should bring in. All right. All right. So let's. Oh, uh, okay. The office needs a good staff. Let's uh, <laughs> play the first one here. Click click, <laughs> click click. Door click. opens. Play press. There you go. <laughs> so you are. Tiffany Summers. Okay, Tiffany, why do you want to be a movie guy? Girl. I'm sorry? Movie girl? Oh, right, right, I get it. Yeah, movie girl. Okay, great. So why do you want to be a movie girl? Well, I'd like to think of myself as a real student of movies, you know, especially the classics. Great. And so what are some of your favorite classic movies? Well, number one would have to be Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> that is so classic. <laughs> Harold and Kumar go Go to White Castle. That, that's your idea of a classic. I know, right? Classic how NPH plays all skeevy and pervy. Hilarious. That and American Pie, probably the best classic movie of all time. Okay. Well, all right, moving on. Uh, which do you like better, Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, I don't play video games. Of course you don't. How about your favorite Bond movie? Oh, I really like Casino Royale. Interesting choice. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. All right. So why is Casino Royale your favorite Bond movie? Because isn't it that the one where he's shirtless on the beach and he wears those super tight little blue swimming trucks? I think Josh Dumal would make a good Bond, don't you? Josh Dumal. Can't you just see it? You remember him and win a date with Chad Hamilton? Remember how he looked hot when he took his shirt off? Right, right, right. Okay, now that you mention it, Josh Dumal, oh yeah, it's James Bond. Seems so obvious. I know, right? And since they seem to be making James Bonds kind of, like, old, I think maybe Bruce Willis could make a good James Bond. But I haven't seen him with his shirt off, so I do not know for sure. Bruce does play the smooth action hero rather well. Oh, I didn't like Sixth Sense, though. Really? Why not? I mean, the acting was good and all, and that little kid was kind of cute and, and kind of creepy, but it ended on such a downer. I mean, to find out that his wife had been cheating on him the whole time? Ugh! Okay, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. Oh. What do you guys make of she her? She sounded cute, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't... Uh, obviously, her movie tastes are a little off. Yeah. A little sketchy. Off. A little sketchy. Who's yeah. NPH? What off. is that? Uh, that's uh, that's uh, Neil Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris. Harris. Oh, yeah. I like him. Yeah, yeah, see? That's also a version of the papillomavirus or whatever. But we already covered that. <laughs> Well, here, I got another person. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure he's got cock throat. Uh, oh, NPH? my God. Yeah, NPH so is definitely, he would admit to having <laughs> cock throat. I think he'd be proud of it. Let me play the next interview. This guy came into the interview wanting to be the action guy. He oh, called good. himself. We could well, use hey, that. You know, guys, uh, I'm your action guy. I so let's for some, some action with a new guy. Let's listen. How are you? What's your name? Oh, uh, people call me a tool. Oh, oh, wow. Why do they call you that? Well, that's my name, Atul. It's Norwegian. Oh, okay, so noted. Uh, let me get right to it. How do you feel about Star Wars? Ah, I love Harrison Ford. Excellent. So do I. Love it. Now, he's really got a great habit of underplaying a right? lot of the roles. Right? A trait that's not really common with a lot of hero types. Right, right. Have you ever seen K-19, The Widowmaker? That is my favorite film of his. Fantastic. Oh, okay, well. All right, well, listen. I suppose we should move on. Do you like Raiders of the Lost Ark? Oh, I'm good with Spielberg and all, but if you want a kick-ass movie that takes place in the sand, then you should see Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia is so dope! You can't honestly think that's, a, that's as good as Spielberg. All right, what'd you think of Jaws? Oh, I love movies that take place in the water. You know what's totally badass? Fool's gold. We're done here. Well, there's your action guy. Wow. Mm. He mm. certainly seemed full of... Action, yeah, yes. or it. You know, I but again, off. Would you? Think? Yeah, Prince <laughs> of off. Persia off. is a good word. Uh, yeah. he, there's no accounting for taste, and he just didn't have any. Why? That's all. Wow. 
Why? I don't know. He don't say nothing. Just give him that look. You know, he got that look. <laughs> Does he look good with his shirt off? Okay, let's get on to the next person. Because <laughs> okay. pickings were slim, but it's hard to find someone to fit the mold here. Let's listen to one slim more. Pickens. Let's get Slim Pickens. Oh, he might be good. Is he still alive? What? What? Yes, I can type 100 words a minute. I'm proficient in Adobe Suite, including Dream, Weaver, Encore, and Grundlebunker. I have a bachelor's in viral marketing from DePaul, and I've recently completed an internship with Facebook Gray. That's the new Facebook for grandparents. Okay, great. I'd like to ask you a few questions about your movie taste to see if you'll fit in. What's your favorite James Bond movie? Oh, that story is just pedestrian repetition for profit. It's run its course, Paul. For the superior spy narrative, which challenges the basic assumptions of storytelling, might I suggest one of the spy spoofs by French master of the genre manipulation, Jean-Luc Godard? Perhaps A Bout de Scouf or Piet La Fou? No? Perhaps if you're looking for a movie to subvert everything you thought you knew about movies, try Tout va bien. Like we kind of like movies that make us like movies? <laughs> yes, how pedestrian. Okay, listen, what is your favorite action movie? Action movies barf, Mr. Preston. Such milk toast exploitation of the human attention span, non-existent storytelling, only, existing only to exploit technology's access to shorter and shorter attention spans. If you want the ultimate statement on action, you should watch Andy Warhol's Empire. Oh, good God. Or My Hustler. A complete narrative in four simple shorts. Uh -huh. Or watch his screen test series. It'll break the fourth wall of cinema and subvert the very idea of watching a movie. But we kind of like movies. Fuck movies. <laughs> Fuck movies. That is what all great filmmakers are trying to say. Don't you understand? Everything else is just movies. Okay, thank you. Uh, you know, that guy kind of reminded me of Spock. It was a little spocky. It was all spocky. logic like and a, no mm -hmm. passion. I couldn't quite tell where he was from. His his accent kind of drifted in yeah. and out. I really, I, I'm with you there. I had no idea where that accent was. <laughs> country? None whatsoever. Thought he might be British at first, and then, you nope. know. He, completely no. from no place whatsoever. <laughs> I think he's French-tentious. French That's right. <laughs> he's Pactestrian. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Make it shit up. Make him talking oh, Lucas. That's so sad. All right, well, wow, listen, I gave waste. up. I can't find anybody. Oh well, I've, I've looked everywhere. Have you? Uh, yeah, Paul. Have you tried looking right in front of you? Yeah, Paul. May maybe everything you need and want has been right here all along, mm. sitting right in front of you, or to your immediate left, or to your not so immediate left, but just one person from your left. Yeah, him. Oh, hold on a second, guys. That's not what this is about. Look, Paul. You know you'll never remember the first. I'll never remember the first film Martin Scorsese directed. Or never how many Star Wars movies there are. I'm just a girl standing in front of you in a ticket line to Pacific Rim. And isn't that enough? Hmm. It is, Karen, but that's not the... Paul, I love movies almost as much as you. And when two people share a love like that, well, that's the sort of love that makes a lifetime of memories. Hmm. Remember the first time we met? You had me at hello. My name is Diego Montoya. I think you're all missing the point. All I'm saying is that the movie guys are growing. We have our own studio. I think we need to quit. The quit? Quit? Paul, I wish I knew how to quit you. But, Paul, I can't. Plus, I've got nowhere else to go. This is it for me, Paul. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon and for the rest of your life. You'll see that I really do give a damn about the movie guys. Okay, stop it. Stop right there. I think you're all overreacting. Are we, Paul? Did Glenn Close overreact when Michael Douglas tried to ditch her in Fatal Attraction? Look, nobody's trying to get rid of anybody. Oh, really? 
You're not trying to replace one of us? No, not at all. I just wanted to <sighs> get an intern because I think I need... We're here for you, Paul. Just tell us. What is it that you need? What I need is someone who can type 60 words a minute and keep the photocopier full of paper and toner. Oh, well, in that case, I think the chick with the rack would be a great intern. Yeah, that's yeah I'll call probably. Her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll call her. Okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> And it's Karen time. <laughs> it's always Karen. It's yeah. howdy Karen, Karen time. Duty Karen, Karen time. <laughs> now more than ever. Because oh, yes. Karen, it's time for your weekly look at the birthdays of the people who make the movies. Ah, yes. This week we celebrate the birthdays of some of Hollywood's most handsome and dashing leading men. My birthday's in December. Oh. And Paul Giamatti. <laughs> a big happy birthday to Paul Giamatti who turns 45 but has been playing 45 for the last 15 years I first remember him from Howard Stern's private parts where he played pig vomit Oh yeah. since then he's been in Big Flat, Fat Liar where he played pig vomit and let's not forget Planet of the Apes where he played pig vomit <laughs> ah it took me a long time to find three crappy movies that it's in uh, not three because I like the Howard Stern one. But anyway, he's so good, it took me a while to find those two movies to say something crappy about him. So anytime I see Paul Giamatti's name in a movie, I know he is going to be great, even if it's a piece of shit. The, the son of A. Bartlett Giamatti, the uh, commissioner of baseball during the Pete Rose scandal. <coughs> Correct him window. That and, is true. And, Get out of here. And just to let you know, that scandal went on for a long, long time. And then suddenly, yeah, I lived in Cincinnati at the time. Suddenly, one day, Pete Rose holds a press conference and said, I had a meeting with Bart Giamatti. I'm stepping down from baseball and I'm allowed to return a year from now. And there was a secret agreement, I am confident, between the two of them that, look, Pete, if you just step down, a year from now, come come back, and I will reinstate you in baseball. And Bart Giamatti died. And I think <gasps> only two people knew there was that agreement. Adam oh. and Bart Giamatti. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Goes on too long. Welcome back to the movie, guys. <laughs> Let's go on to our next birthday boy, who is not a vomit at all, Mr. Liam Neeson. <laughs> not a vomit at all. <laughs> who turns 60 years old today, but can play anywhere from... I will kill you. Two, I have already killed you. <laughs> now, I've got, I've got full blown AIDS. I've already had full blown AIDS. <laughs> uh, now, that's how you look 60. Hot. Nisa was born in Bolamia, Northern Ireland, the son of Kitty Neeson, a Bolivia? cook, and Barney Neeson, a caretaker. He was raised Roman Catholic and named Liam after the local priest. Ah, yes, an Irish spin on the old, hey, your son looks a lot like the mailman. <laughs> he was that, born in Bulimia. Is that the home of the purge? Yes, it is. <laughs> Where they have very hot priests who father Liam Neeson. I'm just, that's just something I just know. Me and Liam Neeson, we're the only two people that know that. <laughs> also, happy birthday to Michael Sarah, who turns 24 years old, mm. but he'll always be 12 to us. Mm-hmm. Him? And lastly, a big happy birthday to Johnny Depp, who turns 49 years old, but who just keeps getting hotter and sexier. He can play anywhere from a scissor-wielding Keith Richards to People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. Twice. I'm not sure if you guys know this, but Johnny Depp has worked with the director, Tim Burton, on eight movies. 
All right, movie guys, can you name them? Oh, go. Yes. A quiz within the uh, yes. section. Edward Scissorhands. All right. Ed Wood. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Barber of Seville thing. It's called uh, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. We need the real name. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie and the yes. Chocolate Factory. Sleepy Hollow. Oh, good. The Adam's Family movie. You didn't do called? Adam's Family. You no. should. From Hell. No, no. Like what was the one? Betty, the spin-off Oh, Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. From Hell. Two more. Isn't it Dark Shadows? Yeah, Dark Shadows. I got there. From Hell. Oh, that's not Come one on, of the ones Tim Burton directed that movie. We all know. Uh, it. Well, d- it doesn't count. <laughs> who <laughs> Thank who you. directed that? The Hughes brothers. But I'm a movie. Oh, who? <laughs> there's two more. Who? Them? Now, John Hughes them? and his brother. <laughs> so there's one more that's a cartoony thing. Oh yes, Frank and Weenie. Frank and Weenie. Yes. Frank and Weenie. Oh, actually, they have Corpse Bride. Alice in oh, Wonderland. Did, did he direct Corpse Bride? And Alice, yeah. in, Alice, Wonderland, Alice in Wonderland. Everybody, right. happy birthday to Mr. Johnny Hottie Depp. Happy 49. birthday, everybody. Next time, don't hold the paper so I can read. Oh, you can read it. <laughs> and he's still Johnny said Barber of Seville. <laughs> Personal. Well, I didn't notice it until like at the last minute. <laughs> oh, I'm like, like oh. yes, yes, yes. Well, I yes. knew where I was going with that. Oh, very oh. exciting, ladies and gentlemen. As soon as we come back, we're going to yes. have our guest. Now, the movie Showcast now has guests. Yeah. yeah. Now, with 100% more guests. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll be back with uh, the director of one of my like favorite documentaries, music. Official Rejection. And he's going to talk about his new film, Favor. Mr. Paul Osborne will be here Yay. in just a moment. Stand by for this offensive commercial about Virgin Airlines. <laughs> when you want to get away and go to another country because you raped a little girl, Jeez. Virgin Airlines! All right, come on, pay us and we'll stop advertising. There we go. And we are back, continuing our new tradition here at the Movie Showcast. Guests! Yay! Our next guest is a big weekend coming up, director of the new film, Favor, starring Patrick Day and Blaine Weaver, and is playing Sunday. I'm sorry, Saturday. Hey, Saturday, Saturday, at the uh, Dances with Films Festival in Hollywood. Paul Osborne, everybody is here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paul Osborne. So uh, let me uh, let me get rid of this uh, stuff. Awesome we'll get music. back to the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Though it's like some of the greatest music ever. That is just pure joy. That little track right there. We should just. Why do we try so hard? We should just say we're the movie guys and play the Raiders March <laughs> <laughs> over and over again for 90 minutes. Right. That I would be thoroughly entertained by that. I wouldn't need anything else. We should keep doing it until we get a letter to cease and desist. <laughs> In chicks and bikinis. That's what there, we need. That's the, the formula right All there. All right. Now Thanks we mentioned uh, we mentioned the film uh, Official Rejection. So I want to talk about that first. Paul directed this documentary about film festivals. Which did anyone ever tell you, hey? You're shooting yourself in the foot or <laughs> to get into festivals. And how did it all go once the film was done getting into festivals? Well, official rejection? Yeah. Or, or tell us about the film in general, too. Well, it's you, funny. You, you know, we, we, we wondered, like, would, you know, that was kind of the question. Can a film about film festivals go to film festivals? It's kind of like, can you play Super Size Me in a McDonald's? I think it was actually kind of the, the comparable. <laughs> um, and it, it was like 50% shunned us. Like, no, you suck. You must go away. Shut up. The other 50% like embraced us. We played festivals for three years. We planned to play, I think, from April when we premiered at the Phoenix Film Festival through, uh, I think it was November we were going to close out. Like, we're going to be done at, after the Denver Stars. And we're going to go out on, on DVD. And we actually timed our DVD release to the day after we played Denver Stars. We put it on a Monday, we released it on Tuesday. We're like, we're done. And like for two and a half more years, we kept getting requested by festivals. Sometimes the same ones for multiple years. So it's like it didn't really hurt us but like did I this I never told the story I don't think I'm, no I'm but let me just jump in real quick and just say uh, is, where can people see official rejection oh uh, well you can get it on Amazon or Netflix Amazon and Netflix and describe official rejection yeah I oh. wanted to jump in and do yeah, that yeah give it's, us the uh, sorry official detail. rejection is uh, a documentary about sorry 
Choke up on the mic. Oh, he's telling me to get, get close to oh, the mic. Oh, you sound sexy. Oh, good. <laughs> Official rejection is a daring tale. James Earl Jones, that shit. CNN. <laughs> it's only right you should be talking sexy and talking about rejection. Right. <laughs> I can relate to that now. Sexy Jackson. Sexy rejection. It's a it's a uh, documentary about what filmmakers actually go through at film festivals. When we first, we had a film called 10 Till Noon, um, and uh, we were going to take it on the festival circuit. It was one of these things where we're going to take it to Sundance, and we're going to be discovered. We made it with credit cards. And we're going to go out. Nah! And, you know, sort of the, the myth of Sundance still was sort of in the air. And we started going out there, and it was very political, and we were finding that no one we knew was getting into Sundance, and we certainly didn't. And I thought, God, there's got to be a documentary about how to festival, like how to do this. Every documentary that was out there was either about you know people who were already made it or they were just kind of like, you know, Sundance is beautiful and didn't cover any other festivals, didn't cover what actually went on. And I couldn't find a documentary about this. And I realized it's because filmmakers didn't want to talk about mm-hmm. the big guy. They didn't want to talk about Sundance. They didn't want to talk about you know what it really goes on. So I thought, well, I'll... I'll do it. So what was as we took our film on the circuit, we filmed what happened to it. And we figured, well, we're going to screw up badly, so it's going to be a comedy. And uh, it became like this. It's, it's been really successful for us. I mean, uh, it, um, it's, it's a film that if you haven't been on the circuit and you want to be a filmmaker, it's educational. Like, oh, yeah. this is – we want to give you the – what it's like to be on the circuit for a year and you kind of come off wiser, but you haven't wasted your year on, with your movie. Like, you or have, your own money. Or your own money. Well, you know, you have a film and you go, if I knew a year ago yep. what I know now, but now everybody's seen my movie, so I got to go make another film. And three years later, I can actually apply what I've learned. And hopefully you can apply it. And actually, NYU added it to their film program and cool. a bunch no of others. Shit. Had, yeah, no shit. Great. That's awesome. Um, and if you've been a filmmaker on the circuit, you could be like, catharsis, like, yeah. yes. I got an email from a guy, and he said, uh, you've, you've made my biography, and I'm not even in it. That was <laughs> kind of a high compliment. It's uh, truthful. Right. And then, yeah, and then uh, people who aren't uh, filmmakers, you know, it's like we made it so that if you didn't know anything about festivals, you know, we start with what is a festival at the beginning of the film. So if you didn't know what a festival is, you could at least follow it. So movie fans can be like, wow, the filmmakers go through sucks. The decision to, to make this movie, was this after you had not gotten into Sundance? Uh, it was right after. Okay, so we hadn't gotten into Sundance, and we'd gotten uh, invited to a festival in San Francisco, and our sales agent said, "Don't accept." Yeah, because then you won't get in anywhere because of premiere status. And we're like, "What the hell?" Well, that was something that I found very interesting that I learned because I was somewhat familiar with the film festival circuit, but I had no idea that that was such a big deal. Such a big deal, and it's funny like when little festivals do it because they think it makes them sound cool. Yeah, like we have sixty world premieres, and it's like you know what. Maybe having good movies would make you cool. I, like, yeah, that was really the thing just, I didn't understand. Is like a world world premiere of a movie I have never heard of, starring people I don't even know. Yeah, and they're like, well, they that's got, a draw. I, well, finally, I cornered a, a festival director recently. Like, why do you give a shit about a world yeah. premiere status? And it was this, you have a little festival, and your whole thing is you have these little movies that have no big stars in them. And she said, well, you know, it's because of press. Like, press is only interested in world premieres. I'm like, the press that would give a shit about world premieres isn't going to give a shit about a movie with no stars in it. Yeah. Well, you know, like you the press can, that does care will care about the. You know, this is Hollywood. You can just call it a world premiere. You can lie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, people will lie about their weight and their <laughs> age. Yeah. There's a there's you a film. This is Hollywood. The 27th there's world a... <laughs> premiere of Ten Till Noon. <laughs> well, you know, Johnny Montana. You, you all, there's a guy. That guy's great. I got to know his story. Johnny Montana, you my movie. My movie's Play, so amazing. It's tell amazing. me his story. I need to know. Well, his story. he well, he's great. He's and his movie's actually really good. Yeah. Johnny Montana just came out on DVD. He spent like seven years replacing like a, a, a Jimmy Eats world track he couldn't part with he couldn't license <laughs> I swear to God but it's finally so you can actually buy it on Amazon you can get it on Amazon streaming so Johnny Montana is actually it's actually it's, it's a very the movie's not like him it's very sedate he's very giving mm. to his actors oh. it's very well done it's strange to come from a guy who's like this yeah. Um, yeah. He, and he said he might be there by the way on Saturday when this plays Oh, so oh, Saturday cool. at 5pm 
at the Chinese Theater. Official uh, favor, sorry, plays there. And Johnny Montana said he may show up. Uh, favors your new film. We'll get to that. Favors the new yeah. film. But uh, so anyway, he his thing was. And this is not in the movie, but when he was touring with, with uh, Johnny Montana, if anybody asked him if it was a world premiere, he always said yes. Because That's he, smart. Because he knew Why if they not? asked, they were because he had like he had like five different world premieres. He showed me the programs like world premiere, world premiere, world yeah. premiere. He's like, and he says, even if they're like two hours, uh, two, uh, 20 minutes later, earlier, I've been telling them I'd play this at a festival and I sent them a pamphlet of my reviews from the festivals and they go, Are you world premiere? I go, yes. And they bought it. Yeah. You do so, a very good Johnny <laughs> Montana. Yeah, Johnny, oh you God. do a very good Johnny Man. Oh my God. It's, he, it's, it, I he, love how he jumped right in to help you, too. He's the, he's the greatest. Yeah. He is so cool. If he's there on Saturday and we don't have a full theater, I guarantee he'll be out front going, come on, come on give me postcards, give me postcards. Come on, you see a movie, get you. You know, it's <laughs> it's amazing. But what's funny about him is he's, if you ever get him on the phone, you better have a two-hour window, man, because he doesn't stop. <laughs> and he just keeps going. And then you can you know he's starting to wind down uh-huh. to end in the call after he goes, okay, okay, stud, okay, okay, stud. Okay, that's when you know the call's oh, going to end. Right. <laughs> so... <laughs> But real quick to follow up, so you didn't get into Sundance, and so was that kind of your license to go, you know, screw the, screw, like you said, everyone's afraid well, of the big guy, so you've got nothing to lose, might as well make this movie. Well, or did you realize, real quick, or did you realize nobody's getting into Sundance anyway? Yeah. Well, it was sort of that. I would get, that was part, part of it. I was like, aren't you afraid Sundance is going to exclude you? I'm like, oh, exclude me from the club, then I'm not in already? Yeah, I'm that, already excluded. That's invite only, and I'm not getting Like, the one. worst that's going to happen, I don't know who I am, they're not going to mm-hmm. give me, like, well, I'm suddenly going to, like, oh, the next one's going to get in? Mm-hmm. So I figure, well, at least they'll know who I am. Got I'll it. be notorious. I actually wrote an article about this for Movie Maker. You can look it up about like the fact that I, apparently Bruce Fletcher, who's in Official Rejection, he runs the San Francisco Festival. He ran the Idaho uh, Film Festival when this was out, and he loved Official Rejection. He was like, he, he said, bring the movie up, uh, bring it up 10 till noon. He flew up Johnny Montana, and he had like a, a mini festival within the festival all oh. about Official Rejection. We did panels in between, and he showed all three movies. Um <laughs> and he, when we were up there, he goes, by the way, you guys are totally notorious. What? <laughs> so you're what? infamous. And I, what are you that's, talking about? That's more than famous. More than famous. I <laughs> know. It's cool. It's infamous. It's like, it's, it's cockthroat. It's yes! so famous. Um, Did you no, get a lot of cockthroat out there trying to please <laughs> the film fest owners? Is, Johnny Montana does. If I had really done that, a, I would have got into Sundance. We'll, give, oh! we'll do anything. Oh! So in, in the midnight section. <laughs> After midnight, cockthroat. Um, no, uh, so I asked him what he meant, and he said, well, you know, I was up in Toronto at the Toronto Film Festival, and I guess a lot of uh, festival programmers and directors go up there just to see movies and to kind of confab and see what's up there, what they might want to grab at their festival. So he said I was in a, he's in a bar full of other festival directors and programmers from all over the North America, and the subject of the film came up, and apparently they'd all seen it. Of course. And I said, well, who was there? And he goes, well, I can't tell you. I go, why? He goes, because there's no way you submitted to all of them, and that means they're duping the film illegally <gasps> and passing it amongst themselves. Uh. So I don't want to get anybody in further trouble, because obviously you talk at a school. Um, <laughs> and I said, okay, well, what was the... <laughs> <laughs> Screw yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, you, uh. you don't... You, I, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'll... I'll keep my mouth shut during the festival and after it's over. If it's there's shit, I'll talk about it. You right. know, it's like, let's be honest. Let's get it on the table. It's like You're like the Kathy Griffin of film festivals. Well, remind <laughs> me to tell you the Trebekah story. I have it written down. <laughs> Trebekah story. It's good. You're sm- uh, Yeah. Sharp. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, so he so I said, so what was the, what was the gist of the, of the conversation at, at the bar? And he said, well, Half of them were really offended and thought you were disgusting and hated the movie. And the, there's just, nothing and, offensive and disgusting and, about this and, movie. And, and the other half said, "Well, why?" So they said this. They said this. They said, "But it's true." That's right. And he's like, "Well, does it matter? What are they? Who are they to say like this is from the point of view of the filmmakers?" 
Um, the Trebekka story. Okay, Trebekka. Real quick though, is this is all this why you never actually appear in the movie? I know well, I'm in the movie. Oh, yeah, he's, Where I'm, I know for sure. I'm in, about forty pounds heavier, but I'm in the film. I'm the yeah, guy. That's I'm, true. Yeah, no, I'm in Chicago. I remember really? specifically when you were talking to the Village Theater. Yeah, I'm the guy. Oh, okay. And I, get, I cover my divorce. You have lost a lot of weight. I have, but I put, about, I put about I put you about twenty wow. back on. Thank now, you. Now I know Thank who you. you're talking about. Thank I didn't recognize at my you. first Me at my first Q the world premiere of the film, Phoenix Film Festival. I'm sorry, April 2009. No, it's great. No, I lost the weight for a reason. Who's this? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't lose the weight and go. I hope I look worse. That's the greatest congratulations yeah. he's ever received, right? You're not Thanks. the movie, are you? How did Some you get other that? guy is. You know, I, lo- I lost guy. Who's the fat guy? I lost the weight because of the throat cancer, so oh, thanks for bringing that up. All that <laughs> how did cock you get, throat. How did you get Billy Gardell in your movie anyway? <laughs> no, at the first at, me, the, at the first Q&A, at the first Q&A, one of the questions was, "Why did you play an actor to hire you? And oh. why I mean, and why a fat guy?" Oh, oh. real question. Well, I honestly didn't know that was you. That was me. Yeah. That was me. Well done. What's uh, your secret? Stop. Not eating. Not eating. That, and exercising. That'll do it. Stop eating shit and oh. exercise. Yeah, yeah, it's always that simple. You no should write that hear it, but it's always that simple. Don't eat so fucking much. So anyway, tell, tell me about Tribeca. Tri- yeah. So, so we applied to Tribeca, and and I knew we wouldn't get in, but I'm like, well, whatever. So Tribeca rejected us, but they called to reject me. Oh, that's nice. And it was nice. like 10 o'clock at night on like a Saturday night. So it was like 1 a.m. in New York. They really want to rub it in. And they said, we're calling to reject your film. I want to talk to you about it, though. I said, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that'll cost you. And I'm, th- well, right? I'm just like, I'm just going to I'm just gonna listen. I'm like, this is worth the 100 bucks to submit. 100 bucks to submit. Oh 100 bucks to submit. Um, oh, 100 yeah. bucks. Yeah. The, you know, so to, and, I said, and I said, well, like, okay. I really like your filmmaking, but I took a lot of, a lot of things I got to take the task in this movie. You're really, you know, we do a good thing here. And I'm like... Okay, some specific things you found offensive. Did De Niro himself call? Oh. And he, and he, and he goes, <laughs> we do a good thing here. You do a good thing here. Anyway, I went to Pacheco first. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm screwing up my classic I know they, Italian they 70s said, They said, hey, you talking about me? You talking about <laughs> me? Fisher Rejection, you talking about me? You talking about me? <laughs> my film festival? You talking about me? Yeah. What, am I a client? Okay, okay. okay. Yes. They said, they cannot touch me. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> was it... Here comes a festival that would not take it anymore. Who would not? Here comes a festival that. Sorry, I love that bit when they replay the thing. My, da- my daughter just watched Taxi Driver. She's two. Um, so, um, no, she's fifteen. Father of the year. Oh, okay. Father. <laughs> she's we, we quote it all the time to each other. Anyway, so uh, he's like, "That's." She, she saw it. She goes, "Is that where that's from? You talking to me? Is that the I'm like that's actually where it's from? That's an improv you did, um, Rebecca." So they called, and I said, "Well, what like what specific things?" Offended you about the, the uh, what 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 did you take issue with? And he said, "Well, like, okay, all right, okay, fine. You say that festival programmers don't watch films all the way through." And I said, "Well, do you?" And he goes, "Well, no." And I said, "So I'm not lying. I'm I'm basically like, I mean, you're just it's mad that I said it, right?" And go, "Well, look, look, we have a lot of movies to get through, you know, and you have stacks of them, and like, if we put it in, and it's some guy filming his foot in his back every ninety minutes, we can tell in the first two minutes if it's gonna if it's." playable or it's going to be shit or so why should we watch the whole thing we have so many films to get through blah 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 and i said i said i totally hear you if i was a programmer i would be absolutely i'd be no different i would be like 30 seconds and gone i get it however they're paying 100 bucks yep they're paying 100 bucks for someone to watch their film and you're basically you know kind of robbing them mm-hmm. and 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 you know i totally get where you're coming from but don't you think they should know that don't you think maybe they can be informed about maybe the dream of you guys going, oh boy, is bullshit? So 
Well, it'd just be a lot of people making a, a lot more films with a really good 30 seconds up front. That's yeah. Note to self, the first 30 seconds <laughs> have to be amazing. Don't, don't film your foot. And I do yeah. not want to defend the programmers, but my thinking is, as a filmmaker, don't I assume that this better be good from the gate? Otherwise, they're going to turn it off. Well, Don't I, give them a reason not to watch it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so I think I heard today uh, today that Sundance has a thing in, like, in the fine print saying we're not obliged to watch more than five minutes of your film if we don't find it engaging or something like that. Like to, uh, uh, They probably were like... We're Dems get, the rules. We're right? going to yeah. get sued, man. Because there's no way the amount of submissions they get and the amount of staff they have that they could actually watch that much volume between the date they open their call to entries and the day they announce their schedule. It's mathematically impossible. But there should be some pressure to be interesting in some immediate fashion. Well, look, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just as a filmmaker in general, like, you know, you're like, you know what? Open strong. The Start strong. The debate is not whether or not they should program the best films at all. And if programmers think something sucks, there's, there's no qualms about rejecting it. It's, it's more about the fact that you know, it's something that we said that, you know, be aware. Sometimes your films don't get all get That's a watch true, all and they were or trying, watched at all. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. trying to say that you were lying. Right. But he verified you were not lying. He got mad because you were telling tales that they didn't want us right. to know. But why would you not want well, us to and, know? We could figure it out. And I don't look at the film as a slam. I look at the film as oh. a reality check. It's like you're being exactly. you're being fed a fairy tale by E and by the mm-hmm. Sundance Channel yep. and by and 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 the, and, and the danger is not that you buy into it as much as that the whole business buys into it. Like, yeah. we would meet with agents and they go, well, did Sundance take, take your film? And I said, well, no. I said, well, you must not, well, there's something wrong then. And it's like, really, no. The no. films that Sundance... So they don't even understand. No. no. The films that Sundance would have taken in, you know, you know, the salad days, you know, 93, 94, 95, right. are now going to the Phoenix Film Festival, the Dead Center Film yep. Festival, and that's where those kind of films are going. And they're not going to to Sundance anymore. And if, if you know, the, the wine scenes of today really wanted to find the gems, they'd be sending you know, acquisitions people there, yeah. but they're not because they still buy into the myth. So that's really where the danger is. It's not just filmmakers having the crushing disappointment that, you know, they didn't get into Sundance or spending money maybe they shouldn't spend. I, I tell filmmakers, like, you can submit to Sundance. You can also buy a lottery ticket. Right. It's really, <laughs> yeah. your chance of winning the sweepstakes are probably actually higher. So maybe don't do that with this one. Get a good ticket to other festivals. I, I haven't yeah. submitted to Sundance since yeah. 06. Your, um, your movie actually gave me the inspiration to call Lloyd Kaufman because <laughs> I Put your pants crazy. on, Lloyd. <laughs> I saw his movie and I saw that you were talking to Lloyd and Lloyd, it reminded me that Paul and I had made a movie with our friend Rob Nyman and we took it to Troma, Troma Dance. Yeah. And they couldn't have been nicer. Yeah. They watched it. They screened it. We went to Park City. We had a blast. But we, of course, were just like all those other suckers who had to walk up and down the streets holding signs for our movies because <laughs> there was nowhere to put them on a placard. Well, Lloyd does that every, every year. He has a little parade yeah. of all the people who have movies. And, 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 and then we went course, up and down the street. Yeah. Until police come to talk to him about it. And he throws a fit. I'm an American. He's so awesome. But here's the coolest part. So I saw that he was on your on your movie. And I saw that he showed his ass literally. So I'm like, well, that guy's fun. And so Paul said I could drop your name. And the other day, I just cold called him. He actually took my call. Oh, yeah. And we had a blast. I mentioned your name. And he said, oh, that's a great guy. And, and I t- asked him to be on our show. And he said, sure. Yeah. Because of you. Because no. I was not afraid to but let me ask you, Karen. go and approach him because he's not one of those guys who pushes you away. He actually let us watch oh, show our movie. Oh, he's an attention whore in the best sense <laughs> of the word. You have, you're making a student film on your phone. He'll be in it for nothing. Good. As long as you that's work what on I his need. schedule. And it's great. I got people say, guys who made like $2,000 movies like, and, and he's in the film. Good. You know, and he said, like, I met him. Uh, well, you know, we we or we showed the movie. We showed official rejection. He came and saw it at the Dead Center Film Festival, 
And he came back and said, by the way, if you're being an actor, I work SAG, non-SAG, whatever oh. you're doing. Here's my you know, card. And I'm like, I already have your email, Lloyd. I mean, I already have your phone number. <laughs> pants, no pants, I'll do it. Oh, and, 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 independent, independent film maverick, right? Yeah. Do you know why yeah. he wore no pants in the film? Uh, it was because he, he was going up and down the, and trying to find a, a suit that matched. And we're like, we're not going to see you from the waist down. You're sitting behind a desk. Aww. You can wear nothing. And he went, okay. But and that was actually how it he went. He didn't just wear no pants he wore nothing well that's Lloyd's interpretation <laughs> that was funny I, I was wondering if Cockroach. he in a dance belt or just nothing there's nothing, nothing. If, you, if you go frame by frame you can see the Lloyd Kaufman jewels yeah. but going back to Troma dance Lloyd's Kaufman but going back to Troma dance uh, at Troma dance zero submission fee yeah, yeah. we and were and able free admission yeah. yeah and when was and that ton of people came to see our uh, movie 04. too okay so the, the, one of the things I wanted to comment on is that I was in uh, Sundance in Park City. I didn't have a film, but I was doing other business there in 95. This movie that you made could have been made in 95 because everything that I saw in this movie, which was yours, was made when? It was a, we shot it in 2006 and 7 and 8, and it was came out. That was the environment in 95. And wow. I remember really? standing in line for breakfast one morning, uh, my first day in Park City, and I was a, at a cafe, and I was going through the program that they hand out, and the sponsorships were BMW, Absolute yeah. Vodka, so on and so forth. And um, Tom Cruise had a movie premiering there, oh, Prefontaine. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, what the hell's Tom Cruise doing at... Right. Sundance yeah. well, that's premiering the, year, the movie. That's Nobody's the, got a chance now. That's the year Slamdance started. Slamdance, uh, and you know what else started? Oh, actually, Slamdance was the year before that. And the year I was there, Slumdance existed. Oh, for, right. And I have this great, if I may, real quick, great story about Slumdance. I was uh, schlepping a show that I had produced for independent filmmakers. And so I thought, well, going to San, uh, Sundance will be great. They'll want to see this. They didn't want anything to do with me. Yeah. They didn't want anything to do with me or my show. They were just all so high on themselves because they're at Sundance. I don't yeah. need you. You're nobody. And, and it was a show where you interviewed people who were, yeah. you know, much like Paul here. You would have been a guest. On my yeah, show. I mean, wow. basically, well, not uh, if I was in Suntance, I wouldn't be, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, well, you know. And so Slumdance was set up um, in the basement of this hotel where they where they built all these tents. Do you know this? Is this what you know? So they put put like a dozen tents in the basement of this hotel, and in each of the tents they put a VCR uh, machine, and anybody who had a film that didn't get into Sundance or didn't get into Slam Dance can come and put their movie in a shopping cart, and it was run just like a library. You just go pick up a movie, sit in a tent, put it in, and watch it. Now, I had a five-minute preview trailer of my show, which, as Adam mentioned, highlights interviews and showcases independent filmmakers and directors, and they would not let me put it in that cart. Kidding me? Really? No, and it's the same year I saw Don's Plum, which was the uh, DiCaprio thing, and and the other really hilarious thing about my experience there is I had probably a dozen people tell me they loved my show and they've seen it. It never aired. <laughs> wow. I had <laughs> I had three the pilot episodes. Premiere. Three pilot episodes. And, oh, oh, yeah. Great. Yeah, oh, great. I love that. It's great. I know that show. Great. No, I can't put it in the cart. No, that's, it sounds too commercial. <laughs> oh, I said, God. well, can you just run it be, you know, before some screenings? Just put it up. No, no, I can't do that. Couldn't do that. And this no. was at Slumdance. This was Slumdance wow. where they had free soup. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a food kitchen, but they won't help they, you. They literally had a big tub of free soup. <laughs> And you could wow. get free soup. And uh, yeah, I got stories for days. No ladle. Yeah. We're oh indie. My God. <laughs> just, just a soggy mitten that you suck the soup from. <laughs> well, I, I saw, okay, if you get the official rejection to disc edition, which is available on Amazon and is an exclusive, uh, there's a whole second disc of, the, of like 30 minutes of deleted scenes. And one of them is at the Asheville Film Festival. And when I was there, I, I witnessed the birth of 
like a slam dance, the slam dance version of mm-hmm. Asheville. It was called the Asheville Rejects Film Festival. And they ended up calling it like Trashville because they, they were being sued by the Asheville Film Festival for like, like because the Asheville Film Festival had their artwork online. You could download it to put it on your movie or whatever you want or your business if you were associated just to capitalize on the festival. They put it on theirs and they like defaced it. And that was their artwork. And they started getting like, you're going to get sued by the government. Like, because this is Asheville, or the city of Asheville ran the festival. Oh. So, like, they had these lawyers, Susan DeSisse, they had to rename it Trashville at the 11th hour. <laughs> but they ran it in a bar near the festival. And the guys were great. Like, they were so cool. And they're like, they have this, you know, $3 million budget. And we're like, I'm tore my car apart to turn it into a sign. And they were doing this thing out of their garage. So, mm-hmm. it's a whole witnessing this whole birth of this little festival. And, What's really funny is we won the top award at the Asheville Film Festival, the film that we had tenth and then. So they, we like we had this award. We were there being fed up by all the oh yes, all the you know Jennifer Tilly was there, <laughs> and the, all the ties. And Oscar suits. nominee. We're getting yeah. the, the, the big the big award ceremony. We won the top award. You know, it was presented to me by the Jack Shoulder, the director of uh, the, the Hidden. Oh yeah, who's teaches Kyle. He was yeah, I was oh I directed the Hidden. Like oh he was he was like that. He was like with oh, Michael Nuri. Oh yes, and well. Kyle McLaughlin. <laughs> yeah, the the, the movie. The squib guy retired on. He's like, you know, so many more squibs than I ever could ever fire. I'm like, I'm done. I'm going to, I'm going to Maui. Uh, yeah, he was like, he would act like he was like, you know, I directed Room of the View. Um, I got the award from him, and they're like, oh yes. And we had this little cocktail reception, and then they all went their own separate ways. And I'm just standing there in this empty room, and the catering guy goes, "Do you want the the, the dessert cart? Like, I have all these desserts." Oh, and yeah. It was all these little muffins, like tons That's of them, so all these little good. muffins and all these little cupcakes. So we picked them up, and I took them over to the Trashville Good Film Festival, you know. and I'm like, "Courtesy of the Asheville Film Yay! Festival," and I was like, "More than they could eat." It was great. So Good that was you. that was fun because we had just been shooting with them. I had to leave shooting their coverage for official rejection to go accept the go to the award ceremony, which we won, and then came back and gave them all the food That's from the award funny. ceremony. That's fun. very odd. Do you get a lot of support from other filmmakers for this movie, or do oh you get... my god, yes. Okay, yeah. Because I, I I sensed a real competition amongst them at the festivals uh well i don't know i i don't uh, i mean my experience has been usually that we rise the tide there's some like oh you know you all this over here on you know there's some filmmakers they meet like they they have mm-hmm. day jobs in the studios oh yes i work at Paramount yeah. Pictures. but for the most part it's pretty much a, a community like i've yeah. never met i've never made friends faster than i do at a film festival like within a half an hour when you're we like, were doing trauma we made friends with this guy george willis who's super awesome and we still are friends with him today. He plays a ukulele. We totally hit it off. Anyone who plays a ukulele, yeah. I'll be friends with. Right? <laughs> yeah, you Absolutely. can you can go in a film festival and not know anybody, and within yeah. an hour, you're like best buds. Like yeah. my, my Blaine Weaver, the star of, of Favor, I met him at the Dead Center. That's festival. a great. Sequence. I was friends with him before the end of the end of the festival. That's yeah, a, and then he was. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a greatly in Chicago tragic sequence where oh, you watch Blaine, Blaine. It just gets worse and worse for him. <laughs> in the, he tries in the, to be so oh, diplomatic, people, but you just see it oh. snap. And it's that well, she was insane. Why would you protect that idiot? Yeah, that was insanity. Uh, I haven't seen what you're talking about. What happens? Blaine, Blaine well, he goes to a film called The Weather Girl, correct? No, this uh, was actually six months ago. No, no, outside sorry. sales. No, outside sales. Thank outside you. Sales. Outside, outside sales. Outside sales. sales. And he uh, and he was taking it to the Chicago Independent Film Festival. Chicago Indie Fest. Indie and Fest. Village. Very right. special. And are, are they, they still up and running? Village Art Theater. They better no. not be. No, one, they went, uh. but they did go one more year. Oh my god! It was so horribly run. They they had. Everything that could possibly go wrong for Blaine, who had like flown in himself, flown in his family, or no, had him, them the, show up. The family of his lead actors were there, and the, they were the only ones because no one came because they knew this festival. Like it was whoever you got to get there. So like his lead actor's family, festival. Yeah. yeah. So his lead actress's family, who lives in Chicago, is there, and and that was about that was about it. 
Um, That's one of the rules of this show. No matter what, do not give up Paul's cell phone number. <laughs> Which Paul? Do it. Which Paul? Either one. In of the you. movie, we give out that guy's phone number. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thank oh, God! Right. What a yeah. dick! But so <laughs> it was a Chicago Indie Fest. So so it's this really horrible festival, and Blaine's like the Good opening night back. film, and no one's there except the people that he's solicited. Like his lead, his lead actress's family live in Chicago, and they're so there. So sad. So it's supposed to start at eight, and then it's eight oh five, and it's eight ten, and it's eight fifteen, and it's eight twenty, and like nothing's. And there's one volunteer from the festival there. This woman. And the and there's no one else there. And it's like, when's the film going to start? Like, well, we don't, you know. It's like, well, the director of the festival is out finding Radio Shack, trying to find the right cables to hook the projector up. I just did milking oh a cow, but she was yeah. getting a cable. And it's like, you can, hook, you can hook cables 40. that way too. He's like, well, can you talk to my audience? Tell them what's going on. She's like, no, that's up to you to talk to them. She was nasty. I tell them to go home. And so she's not getting any stuff. Like, can you give me the guy's number so I know, like, do, is there an ETA? Like, do we know, like, is it going to be two? Because it's going to be like three hours from now. I'll send them home. Mm-hmm. If it's going to be in five minutes, I'll keep them. And it goes on. And I shot the thing in real time. Like, it's, <gasps> I mean, I cut Get out, out bits, but like I just sat there shooting it and changing tapes, and, and I would and I would timestamp it every like at, you know nine o'clock. So I on I oh, record it. Oh I would God. yeah. So I knew so I because I put up the time on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> like and it did end up being like three hours. It was it was, it was two hours, and he's sitting there. Ridiculous. It's horrible. Did the audience sit there the whole time for that? Um, they tried. they lost a lot of them, but it finally yeah. it finally did run. But there's like I have, I have footage of people sleeping in the theater like they just passed out. Yeah. Like, waiting Old and waiting. People, you know, they're trying to be supportive. But, but there is redemption. Last year, or maybe it was two years ago, Blaine Weaver uh, starred in and directed a film called Six Month Rule, right. which now you can get on Netflix as well. Good. Play, and played just came out on DVD. Yeah. Just came out on DVD. Um, so you can go and check it out. And Blaine appears in Paul's new film, Favor, which oh, I want cool. to talk about next. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Favor. Yeah. So Favor, for those of you who, uh, who remember from my intro of Paul, plays at the Dances with Films Film Festival this Saturday at the Man Chinese Six in Hollywood at the Hollywood and Highland Complex. 13 bucks. To go and see it, and it's got him and Patrick Day, who's like a stalwart TV actor, right? Who's been in a ton of stuff and, yeah, and he movies and all sorts of stuff. Ernest goes to camp. Ernest, well, he yeah. has some been of the best too. Ernest he's, movies, and he's one of the leads at Ernest goes to camp. Nice. He's the he's the main rough kid of the group of kids. That main Ernest camper. Has. He's the main. He's camper number one. So yeah, and Richard Spate, who's also in that film, is one of the evil counselors. Has a film at the festival, but had already played. Ernest Goes to Camp is the Citizen Kane of all the Ernest movies. It really is. That's the one. It really is. He also played Huck Finn in the TV movie of Huck Finn, if you remember when we were kids. I remember the Elijah Wood one. No, this is this was the one with Lillian Gish and Patrick Day. That's, Lillian Gish. There's a scene with Lillian Gish. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about Favor. So Favor is a. Uh, it's not a documentary. It's a. It's a thriller, uh, drama, and it's about uh, the old adage: a friend helps you move, but a really good friend helps you move a dead body. And Paul, Paul actually, show him the shirt. Paul, oh, yeah. you're wearing the shirt. I gave him. A, I gave him some swag. The shirt, the shirt? Uh, show the shirt. Awesome. There's a, that's our, I'll that's describe our, it. our poster. It's a, the, the gets the two characters holding a couch. It says friend, <laughs> and then the same artwork below it with them holding a body instead of a couch. It says good friend. There you go. That's for so, the iTunes audience. So basically, one friend's got a body that needs disappearing, and he goes to his old friend, distant friend, kind of the friend outside of his current circle, kind of those friends that you've known since your grade school, and they're still around, but you have nothing in common with anymore, mm-hmm. just, except they started the same finish, started the same start line. Are they strange Republicans? Because that's my friends. <laughs> Some of them are. Yeah. Yes, I will. I guess we'll, yes. I'll be honest with you. I'd move a body before a, a hide-a-bed up a flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Depends. easier, of course. In, yeah. in this movie, it's a girl. It's like a, a, oh, a young woman, so it's, she's like, a, she's like yeah. maybe 98 pounds, yeah. wet, you know? You ever tried to take a pool table out of a basement? Screw that, man. Yeah, move, fucking a move a body. I, to, yeah. to keep the couch. Now, I got a clip here I want to play. Is this where he describes what he needs from? Yeah, this wait, but it moves around corners. So the yeah. film, this, is, this, is Blaine's, this is Blaine's pitch to Pat uh, about uh, 
moving the body. So he asks him for help All late right. at night one night. Here we go. You know what I always liked about you growing up, Marvin? You were the guy that I could always count on to be down for anything. Whatever it was, if I called and suggested it, you were game. Guilty. <laughs> I love that about you, man. I love that I could count on you to be in. You, um... <laughs> you used to say you could tell how good a friend is by whether or not they'd help you move a dead body. Yeah, that does sound like me. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> ah! Ah! Nice pause. Great dramatic pause. Well, well, would you? It's like that's I, all a trailer should be. That's all that trailer. I, you know, no, no, Hollywood will take that movie and put all the parts, to tell end. you how it ends, and the whole. Well, deal. if you see our trailer, that's pretty much all it is. Good. Good. That's all I it need. It needs to end with. Yeah. Now play that trailer with the sound effect <laughs> from uh, yeah, yeah. the Purge. <laughs> would you? A sound not found in nature. Working here in uh, yeah, yeah, don't worry about in, it. In the, in the moment. So is this your second uh, theatrical or not? Uh, non Be down for anything, whatever it was. If I called and suggested it, that's not me. You game. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> there you see. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, Lee. You were saying no, no. I'm just, uh, this uh, is my this is my uh, third movie. The third movie I've been involved in, Above the Line, I didn't direct Until Noon. Correct. Uh, that was directed by the very wonderful Mr. Scott Correct. Storm. Like, I wrote like, that. We produced yes, you got that uh, the question right. Correct. You didn't direct oh, it. Oh, good. <laughs> Scott, Scott, like, sometimes gets really upset that the because I, I, you know, I'm... He, you wrote it. I wrote it. He directed it. It was a collaboration by us. But it's funny because, uh, you know, I tend to, I'm a total, you know, attention hog, and, and he's very generous with letting me, you know, hog some attention. So sometimes people think I directed it, and he gets really upset. It's like, you didn't correct them, or, you know, like, well, the worst was... He sounds like a wife. We were doing pickups. <laughs> we were doing pickups, uh, and when we were shooting the film, and we had a new camera assistant, and I the one, we the one to hire him. I was doing all the talking, saw my name on the script, so we put on the slate director Paul Osborne. Oh. And the first take, I, he did it, and then I, I pulled him aside. I'm like, dude, change that before he sees it, because Scott Storm will rip your head off and shit down your neck. <laughs> but he's a and and it'll shit down my neck. He'll be like, right. what did you do, you fucker? So. Nice. Yeah. Now, in Favor, did you direct Favor? I did. I directed Favor, yes. My first narrative directorial cool. feature. Awesome. And so um, what is the... Uh, Film festival process, or what? Ha how has the film festival process been for you taking this out now that you've already done a documentary? Since these people know about you. what right. to expect. Yeah. Did you it, take an Alan Smithy on it? Obviously, oh, right. Dances with Films was obviously suckers. Phoenix, you went to Phoenix, right? Yeah, premiered at Phoenix. Uh, we did Sonoma, and uh, now we're at Dances. Actually, we're at Dances and Dead Center simultaneously. Oh, cool. We're at we're at. I, I, it's funny. At Dances, do you have any conflicts going on that we need to know about? Because we really want you to be at the Q and A. We insist on it. You're required to be at the Q and A. And I said. Well, actually, we're – and they run for 11 days. They've been running – this is day um, seven for them So right now. So I said, um, yeah, yeah, you know, we're, we're in – we're actually at the Dead Center Film Festival, which – and I've been there with two other movies, and so is Blaine with two other movies. And between – we've won four awards there. So – and we met there, so we have to go. Um, but we're playing there Saturday, uh, June 8th at 5 p.m. So whatever you do – Anytime during your 11-day schedule, just don't schedule me for Saturday, June 8th right. at 5 p.m. I'm scheduled for Saturday, June 8th at 5 p.m. Of course. At both that festivals. That always happens. So, you, but, but it's like, but someone's pointed out to me, but they're basically they're giving you a two-city a two release. You uh. know, simultaneous, if you don't count the time difference. 5 p.m. here, 5 p.m. here, see it everywhere. Where's Dead Center? It's in the dead center of the country. 
So Oklahoma City. Yeah, your and, film and, is showing across the country. Yeah. Halfway. Yeah. Halfway across the country. So Blaine uh, is in Dead Center right now, and he'll be doing the Q&A there, and I'll be doing the Q&A with Patrick Day and a bunch of our other cast uh, here in Los Angeles. Uh, speaking of the cast, Jeffrey Combs is in this film. Yes. Yeah? Yes. From Reanimator? Yes. He's very... Oh, oh. oh yes. Uh, uh, Paul, I like your script. That's <laughs> how he, he talks. He's great. He's awesome. He's like the script. He just, I didn't know him. He just want, he got, I somehow got wind of the movie and his, his manager asked for the script and he said it to him and he said, he said make him an offer. I said, um, nothing. Because that's what I'm paying. Right. I, we did it for, for scales like all the other actors and he's like, he's like, was well, he wearing a lab coat? No. Is he reanimating <laughs> the dead? No. Well, he's a real actor. I'm like, is yeah, he? I know. And he's tired of like doing horror stuff so if he likes it, he'll just come down and do it. It'll be a hoot. And he was great. He can't, he was so cool. He came down and he was like, like, you know, we have no trailers. Like, oh, I know it's a lawn chair movie. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Lawn chair <laughs> movie. Yeah. This lawn is a lawn chair show. Our, our budget, production budget, was less than his, like, rate for a movie. Like, that's how low it was. He's like, where are you shooting? I said, well, your scenes will be shot in the hills. That's just five minutes from my house. Perfect. I'll be there. Oh, now I know where this guy lives. And he, yeah. <laughs> and he moved He moved his vac- family vacation to by, by two days to accommodate our shoot. I mean, that's really cool. A good actor will help you move their family vacation. <laughs> right. A great actor exactly. will help you move. Body. <laughs> I, know, I, didn't, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect. Like, this guy, he's the big movie star. So I said, no, don't, don't, you know, I kind of like, Ed Wood, like, Bella's coming. Don't mention Koloff. Right. I said, I said, I watch Ed Wood before I shoot a movie. Every every time oh. I'm going to go into the I watch, I watch, I, get, I try to get, it's maybe like, watch Ed Wood, we're going to watch Ed Wood. Um, so, uh, see, uh, no talking. Isn't he great? It's <laughs> fabulous. And we lost the mode. I just, like he's alive, killing you. Roll around um, like he's killing you. Yeah, exactly. All about the big no picture. one gives two fucks for Bella. So, um, <laughs> so I'm like, you know, don't wrench him, mention Reanimator because he doesn't want to be a horror guy. He's here doing a serious role. So I'm on set with uh, with Blaine and we're doing a scene. And 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 while we're on the set, Jeff arrives early, like oh. just to hang out. And so I don't know he's there. So I come off set and there's Jeff. And I'm like, you know, don't mention Reanimator. In my head, don't mention Reanimator. Don't mention From Beyond. Don't mention Reanimator. No Stuart Gordon. So I go up to him. I'm like, hi, Jeff. I'm Paul. And he looks at Blaine. The first thing he says to me, looks at Blaine, who's wearing a a bright green tie. And he goes, oh, Reanimator Green. Is that for me? First thing out of his mouth. Because he'll find the thing now. Oh, Oh, look what you did. Oh, and the best thing brought up Reanimator. You didn't even know you did. My daughter, who was uh, 13 at the time, He's like, oh, you have a famous actor going to be in the movie. Can I come to set that day? And I'm like, well, you won't know who he is. You haven't seen any of these movies yet. She's like, well, no, but he's famous. I want to come see him. So she was also hanging out. And when he arrived, I came out and she was sitting there talking to him. And she's like, yeah, where's, and she's like, oh, excuse me, where's the famous actor? And I'm like, oh, oh, the guy you've been talking to for God knows. Oh, my God. Kids say the darndest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about your famous and reanimator, okay? Reanimator, reanimator, reanimator. Barbara Cram looks great naked reanimator. Okay, can we? But you never know who you're going to get till you ask, right? Sometimes no. you, you, you stop yourself sometimes when you think, I'll never get so-and-so to be in my project. Then you ask, and you I think people get surprised more often than not well, when they finally put the word out. If you have good material, it's funny. Like The script got a really strong response from actors. They just wanted to play those parts, and he, we were fortunate enough that he... Agreed. Um, I always say it's like, you know, digital technology, we, films can look better. We have the 7D and the 5D and the red, and we have, you know, digital microphones, and we can you can edit on your laptop, and all these great things to make movies look so much more professional, but there's no new digital app for the script. The script still has to be good. It's you, true. There's, you know, you can't, there's no fix my shitty writing button. Did there you, is did, no auto-tune for scripts. There you right. go. Did, I you, saw did sh- you write or co-write? I wrote. You wrote. It was all me. Okay. It was all me, baby. 
except for the improvs that I'll take credit for. Because um, <laughs> you were the director and you allowed that to happen. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes. Like yeah. there's a couple of there's a couple of great. You did, Im- huh? I mean, well, that's a big. There's deal. a couple of great yeah. improvs, and Pat goes, "That okay?" I'm like, "Do it again," because I want to take credit for it. It's awesome. See? Do it again. That's how you do it. Um, it's yeah. So yeah, I wrote it, but it's that's what I always say. Like I saw a shorts program yesterday, and, and they all looked good, but only two of them were actually good because the rest were not. We've said that before that you can find people in this town. There's a people all over this town that can make your movie look good. We can find the guy that makes it look pretty. Right. Finding the content, that's the other, Yeah, that's the real yeah, trick. Yeah. It's tough. So. Well, we brought Paul in, not just to talk about the, the films equalizer. he's made, but um, we brought him in as a guest critic. Oh, you may okay. not know this, but yes. I, I was talking to Paul the other day, and he turns out he's gone out and seen a couple of movies that yep. haven't been released yet, and I wanted to get advance word on some of them. Oh. We just talked all about the internship, and you went and saw it. Are we dead on? The internship made me purge. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. You've combined it's, the two. You know, yeah. paying attention. you know they say like the you know the funny stuff unfortunately is in the trailer. No, the funniest <laughs> thing in the the oh. funniest thing in the movie wow is is the fact that they think this guy's Professor X and he punches him in the, in the nuts. That's the funniest thing in the film. Nut the punch sec- is the funniest thing. Nut punch. And the second funniest thing is they're forced to play Quidditch. That's the second. That's that, the game within the game. That yeah, we and thought. the flash dance reference. Yeah, is they're playing Quidditch. Mm. And they should have pushed it, but yeah, there's nothing funny in the movie at all. It's it's really dry, and 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 it's and what's really horrifying to me is these guys are now gross. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so Vince Vaughn is in the scene. It, it, Google has all this free food on their campus. So there's all these scenes of Vince Vaughn trying to get free food, and, and there's a scene, and it's in the trailer. I think he says, "Long shots pay off the best." He's eating pudding. He's like gobbling up pudding. And he eats gross, man. Like, I don't want to watch Vince Vaughn eat. Like, that's what he's... Dude, just like... Unpleasant. Like, there's there's no one on set going, dude, just just take a little nibble. You don't have to, like, gargle it down. Maybe that was the actual, you know, craft service. He's like, my wife's on a diet. It's my only chance to eat pudding. (laughs) Bring more. I got more takes. I don't know. It was bad. It was bad. But the best thing... Is it in the trailer where they're they're going... uh, First of all, I'm excited there's a best thing. (laughs) <laughs> so, in, the, in, in the trailer, this is a good example of kind of what the what the movie feels like. In the trailer, is there a scene where they're talking about Instagram? I don't it's think like, so. We got to come up with an app. We got to come up with an app, and it's like, well, you know, what about a pic? What you, you have, you know, you have your phone, and you're taking pictures, and you want to put them on the line, and you have an app, put them on the line, and they go, that's Instagram. No, 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 no. But like, I know there's Instagram, but I, and he's basically describing Instagram, and he keeps saying on the line instead of online, right? And they keep going online. And he's, you put them on the line, online. I'm like, you know, the guys. 40. He's not 100. I know. Right? The internet was around when he was 20. Yeah. Well, I think it's so obvious this Isn't script like, was written a long time ago. It yeah. feels like it's like it should be like Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon back from the dead at er, intern at, right. at Google. Like Grumpy the old, old Google. On the line, kid. You know, it's like. Because they're not just stupid, they're geriatric. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, they're, like they're younger than me. What the hell? Right. Yeah, it's stupid. But then, um, so that didn't look funny and it wasn't. I saw The Hangover 3. That trailer didn't look funny, and it wasn't. So I'm holding out hope for This is the End, and you saw that. I saw that, and it's, it's very funny. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I found it funny. I yeah. found it funny. And I'm, 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 you know, I'm off and on on, on a lot of those guys. Like, I'm off and on on Danny McBride. Like, he's, he's, I am, too. But I'm a dead-on Rogan fan, and yeah. and so I, I want great things from he this. He did a great job directing, and, and, and he's very generous with the other actors. And the best thing is, like, it's the, you know, the movies, The, the Rapture. And these actors are hiding out in their house while the rapture happens around them. And their big thing is like, why are we? Why were we raptured up? We're cool. We're actors. Don't worry, rescue's coming. They always come for actors first. And they're just basically the biggest douchebag ego, douchebag versions of themselves. And they're just, aw- and it's, it's great. They're awful to each other. You've seen the ads. Jonah Hill gets possessed. You just can't let that. Begin. Way do you see how he gets possessed? Okay. It's the most fucking awesome <laughs> sight gag, movie reference. 
Oh, Im- you know, impregnation nice. of the devil you've ever seen. Good. Very it's nice. good. good. So, yeah, I really like that movie. There is an effortlessness to that how that cast is funny. I mean, just watching yeah. that trailer, it's yeah. just easy. I know it's not easy, but it, it feels so just, easy for them. They're just playing themselves. And it's not, it doesn't all work. There's a lot of stuff where you can tell the improv, like, let's do all the drugs. Oh, and then just kind of like, you could maybe have pruned it down. But it, it it's but they're on target most of the time, and it's really funny stuff. And James Franco is particularly self, you know, whatever, you know, satirizing. It's great. Cool. Uh, well, uh, that's coming out next Wednesday, so maybe we should have previewed it. But we'll talk about it next week on our yeah. show, regardless. Uh, so speaking of movies that are out in theaters, we just had Oblivion and After Earth, which are kind of the same movie. Big megastar walking around on an empty planet. Uh, so that brought up uh, us talking about the movie Guysopedia, which we're going to come up with a new name for. <laughs> right. But that's our book that we're going to eventually put out and make a million dollars. That is film terms that yeah, you terminology. Yeah, terminology that you you don't know you know. I think was how, yeah. It's how a shortcut, you know, for it's things we know about in movies, but there's a a, a single word. Is it movie sniglets? Yeah. It's basically movie, movie sniglets. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And our 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 one of them was flockbuster. Which is when all these movies that are about the same thing come out at the same Two time. Two at a time, right? <laughs> yeah. Two at a time. Flockbusters. <laughs> like Armageddon and Deep Impact. And so Karen made up a all quiz right. to see, and you can play along with us. We, we oh, don't know great. the answers for this stuff. All right, so uh, I'm going to kind of take over the microphone here for you. Yeah. All right, you can play along with Lee if you want to scream over there. All right, all right so I'm just going to give you the Adam one. Adam doesn't know any of these answers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you the one that I think is the most popular, or the one that's more mainstream, and then you tell me if you know what the other ugly stepchild kind of version is. All right, I'm starting out really easy. In t- 1989, Turner and Hooch. Oh, uh, a canine. All right, oh, very nice. good. He can stay, Wait all right? I'm going to keep track. Keep track, all right. <laughs> uh, 1989, Abyss. Into the water bathtub. No, no, uh, no. Uh, um, God, what was the name of it? There's technically two. Oh, because oh. I, I think you're right about that. I'll give you is two it, points if you get them deep, both. Deep Rising, is that one of them? No, no. Deep Water Rising. Very close. If one were trying to say the name of that uh, Star Trek TV show, one might say it often, which is not Deep Space Nine, but Deep Star Six. That's what it is, damn it. However, there is also Leviathan. <gasps> yes. Oh. All right. I don't know about the Deep Space thing, but, you know, Leviathan. All right. So then we also have Tombstone. Tombstone, 1993. Is that a Western? Yeah. yeah, it's a Western. <laughs> About? It's a pizza. With Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer. Can you use it in a sentence? I really Tomato. am hungry. I would like a tombstone pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt Earp, right? Yep. Oh, That's perfect. All right, good. All right, now. My cousin's in Tombstone. Oh, yeah? He's the piano player. Oh, yeah. Oh, right Tombstone was good, man. I, that was from the director of Rambo, so I was all excited. When that Lawrence Kasdan Wyatt Earp comes out, that's going to be the greatest thing ever. And now I go back and I watch Tombstone as much as possible. Yeah, George so. P. Costumus. 2006, Prestige. The Prestige. Oh, that's the easy one. What is the what answer? What is it? Oh, it's um, <laughs> Prestige. The, you see, the, the, she the, names the, one movie, and you name the other movie <laughs> with see? a similar plot. Yeah. The, the, illusion, the, 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 the Illusionist. The Illusionist. There it the is. Illusionist. All right. Uh, Lee, I'll give you that one. All okay. right, this one's easy. 2006. This is Capote. Easy oh, one. Damn it. The movie's Capote? Yeah. Yeah, no, Capote? the other one. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the other one? Shoot. It's like notorious or something. Belmont. It's so very close to that. Close. It's the other word he was called for making a. Uh, Paul was called for being official ejection. Douchebag. Infamous. Infamous. Oh, Lee stole it at the last second. Yeah, with a clue. Oh, All right, now this one you Sometimes guys. Sometimes are... there's clues in the question. You don't have to know the answer. <laughs> That's right. C is the answer. All right, so now this one's really easy. So, guys, get ready. It's going to be a fast one. 2011, no strings attached. 
<laughs> friends Nally, with benefits. Women has sex. Yeah. Friends, friends, friends with benefits. You I had to go what? through my sexual catalog for a second there. Sexy I people fuck. You, yeah. <laughs> if you had called it Natalie Portman has sex, more people would have gone. More people have yes. sex. Yes. No kidding. Yeah. I'm going to skip ahead here. In 1986, Top Gun. Oh, Iron oh. Eagles. Iron Good. Good. That's not really the same Iron thing. Eagle. I'm just finding my groove, man. It's Keep jets. going. That's, yeah, okay. It's a young, it's, it's a young Tom Cruise. Jason Gedrick is no Jason Gedrick. I meant, I meant Iron Eagles and Lou too. Gossett plays Tom Skerritt. Oh. All right, how about he this plays one? Kelly bonus, <laughs> bonus points if you can name the uh, subtitle of Iron Eagle Three. What didn't it have some funny like <laughs> subtitle? I'm just gonna say Valmont for everything because eventually I'm gonna be right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Valmont, here we go. Valmont, Valmont. In 2000, Mission to Mars. If you oh. know it, shout it out. I'm not playing. Red. Damn. 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 Brain freeze. Wait a minute. Let me oh. just say something. There's yes. a three-way tie. Oh, shoot. Oh. Okay, three so for this Adam, is three it. for Lee, oh, three for oh, Paul. Shit. So Valmont. This is it. This is it. Oh, now, no. oh, I thought you meant Ghosts of Mars also. But anyway. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Red, three-way tie. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. The three-way tie amongst the contestants. Okay, now this one I thought was the hardest one. Are you ready? It's 1995. Babe. Do you know the other bacon? I do. Pig movie? Jesus. Dunstan checks in. Oh, so close. No, I, I worked in a very family-friendly video oh. store at that time, and Gordy. Oh! That's right! Was that the same year? Was yes. that the same year? Gordy, a little movie about a piggy. Animals I think Dunstan Checks In qualifies. Wow! <laughs> Blockbuster! I, I want to know when Dunstan Checks In came out. Somebody needs to... Hey, the same year as another monkey movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was that other monkey movie? Just look that one up. Ed. All right, but I want to send Paul out with one more quiz Animal. because I helped Karen formulate some of the stuff with that last one. So All I, right. I was not in competition. This one I'm in competition on. This yeah. is concerning what I had, I had to talk with Paul again the other day, our favorite movie of all time. So this is a oh, quiz about Raiders of the Lost Ark to see just who really is the truest fan. You guys can obviously No, no, I'm going to step aside. But the Pauls are going are gonna to go ahead I ain't stepping aside. I don't like yes. this one bit. Grab his mic then. Because the right, answer is not going to be Valmont. All right. Now, uh, it's multiple choice, so I'll try to go through as fast as I can. So pay attention, Star please. of Valmont? Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark quiz. What is Valmont like? It's, it's, it's Dangerous Liaisons. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. With Peter Firth, right? Yeah. Not even so. Colin Firth. Go. All right. First question. What does Indiana Jones steal in order to chase down the truck carrying the Ark? A, a car. B, a motorcycle. C, a horse. D, a camel. C, e, a, C, a, a horse. All That's right. a hard question. Well, they get harder. Okay, good. Two, everyone but Indiana Jones and Marianne die when the Ark is open. How do they survive? Close their eyes. Close their eyes. All right, fine. Uh, it gets harder. What? I should what? be playing. Do you I get that point? Playing. I know these. What does Indiana does, Jones does... use to swing across the chasm? His charm. All right. Is, is there one about what? the reflection with the snakes? No. I don't know. Why can't you... That they've never oh. digitally cleaned up, they claim. Yeah. All right. What is Karen Allen doing the first time we see her character, Marion? Dancing with soldiers, exploring a cave, researching in a library, eating lunch at an outdoor cafe, or taking part in a drinking contest? Taking part, part in a drinking, drinking contest. contest. Now, not everyone would know that. Some people would think she was singing oh, people, with soldiers. Yeah, yeah, people, people, no, who they wouldn't. Seen, people who haven't seen the it's movie. Temple of Doom. Well, the thing is, I've seen the movies, but I don't know which one's which. So I thought it was singing with soldiers. <laughs> I'm not even going to keep score, but go ahead. Indiana what Jones movie and, did she sing with soldiers? I just like talking about raiders. I don't know. Indiana Jones and Marion escape the snake pit by... Then just tell me. Going through, through the wall. By going through the wall on the statue. Yeah, the wall of oh, souls. Okay. <laughs> Why did the Nazis take the Ark in the first place? Because Hitler wanted it because they could, they could control. No, no army army with an Ark in front of it is invincible. Ah, yeah. who would have got that? No, he got he it. You wouldn't have got, you got it. it. They yeah. opened the book and they show the what Belloc's first name. An Ark that carries the, um, the, the army that carries the Ark before it is invincible. And who says that? 
Dan Home Elliott. Yeah. All right, here we go. Marion accidentally injures Indiana Jones on Katanga's ship by hitting him with what? Mirror. Smart guys. Mirror. <gasps> you wouldn't have known she flips, that. She flips the mirror, hits uh-huh. him in the chin, uh, and then they cut to a white something? shot of the ship. Yeah. What? Where does Marion hide during the fight in the marketplace? In, in a, a basket. basket. <laughs> right before and the, the basket. And the, monkey, and, the, and the Nazi monkey reveals her. All right, what's the first weapon that Harrison Ford uses as Indiana Jones? Whip. Yeah, he pulls it out to knock the gun the out, out of the guy's, guy's hand. hand. He's going to shoot him. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he oh turns around God. and like, dun, 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 dun. How does Indiana Jones escape from the natives trying to kill him using poisonous darts? He, he gets on, a, away and on the airplane that's named after the robot. Plane. You have to say swims. Good. Paul got that one. Bad no, but I said, I said it's named after C-3PO. What? It is. What is it? The, the, the plane is named after C-3PO. What is the unit of measurement for the staff of Ra? Kadam. Uh, yeah. Take oh back God. one Kadam to honor the hero <laughs> God say, whose it's Arctic not that is. the quiz is easy. It's that you guys are Wait, for that geeks. one, I give it to Paul Oswald. Wait, no, wait, wait a second, wait a second. But, uh, but uh, my son, who's 11, does a great impersonation of the guy going in to put the poison on the dates. Bad dates. I wrote a script called Bad Dates, by the way, and there's an in-joke there. But uh, <laughs> he does a whole, like, he's like, he's, he's, like he isn't sneaky. He, like, he, like, goes, it's like a cartoon. He just hops in. Looks around, like, who hops out? That's like, called bad acting. It's like, it's like, it's like yeah, it's like, they get this guy out of a Warner Brothers cartoon? What yeah. the hell? He is a super sneaky guy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's so super All sneaky. Right, lastly, yes. totally how no old was Harrison Ford when Raiders of the Lost Ark was released? 30 38. 38. There was an article about 39. it. 39. No, wait. He is 30. right. 38. What? He's 38. What he? He, he was it? So sure. There was an article in Time Magazine that said Harrison Ford, 38. Congratulations. Who did they actually want for the role instead of Harrison Ford? Seriously. When I think about him, I think about his age every, time, every couple of years. I go, well, how old is he again? I go back 81, 38. Wow. Mid-year birthday. Wow. Paul Osborne, you are the champion. And you're also the director of Favor. Yes. Playing at the uh, Man Chinese Six and part of the Dance the Wolves Festival. If you want to make money overseas with Favor, you got to put a U in that title. That's right. Favor. <laughs> and, and in Favor. My, and in my, and in my, it's funny, our, our producer, <laughs> Tiffany J. Shuttleworth, she, uh, she spells everything with the British spelling, even though she's from, like, Napa. And like, why do you why do you do that? Because it's cooler. Because she's pretentious. Yeah. She's like, because yeah, it's cooler. He's like, she's like, oh well, you know, I went to Europe for uh, I, I was I studied in France in college for a semester ago, and that's when you learned how to spell. Yes. Well, I already called it the she's Dances awesome, with Wolves Festival, but it's in fact the Dances with Films Festival. Go to danceswithfilms.com or favormovie.com. Yes. To find out more yes. about it. So even though we're talking about it here, and you're like, how can I possibly know more about the movie? favormovie.com you can check it out and if you got 13 bucks come join us on the green carpet at the Dances with Films Fest at the Man Chinese 6 mm-hmm. this Saturday at 5 o'clock Pacific yes last question what X-Wing pilot was <laughs> one of the top men uh, that uh, explained oh I know this arc. one am I in on this question yeah go the for wedge? it Porkins Porkins oh is it Porkins <laughs> uh, was he Porkins men I just remember he was in also Eckhart from Batman. You guys go on about well, this. He right, right, right. gets killed by an airplane in Flash Gordon. Check us out on oh. at the Movie Guys on Twitter and of course Facebook.com slash the Movie Guys and of course the movieguys.net where you find everything you need to know about the movies and us uh, having fun with them. Uh, thanks to Paul Osborne and of course to Steve Schultz as always who helps us out with writing some of the wacky bits concerning uh, the movies coming out. And I want to make a little shout out to Andy Stedman, a friend of ours who's making an indie film of his own called We Had This Band. And you can go to Facebook.com slash We Had This Band for links to his Kickstarter page, the Twitter page, and all sorts of stuff and support indie film. You would get behind that, wouldn't you? Yes, I would. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>